The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey guys, we are live. What is going on? Thank you everyone that's been patiently waiting for this to start. I greatly appreciate all of you. Uh, We have a great, uh, we have a fun episode planned today. We have a guest on hand, Jeff from DCT Industries. Hey Ant, don't forget to record before you go too far. There we go. That's why I have a team. Yeah, there we go. There you guys go. Thank We're you helping. so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this over here like that. And I'm just setting up my computers for myself, for all of you. So how has everyone's week been? I know the chat has been a little active. What's up, Blackrock Joe? Warner family. Oh, that's probably just Mark and Tony. <laughs> uh what's up black rock joe thank you so much for being in the stream uh <clears throat> being here to check this episode out um as everyone else is uh tuning in as we start having people uh join in or if you're watching this on the replay we do have a guest with us today jeff from dct industries he is uh our sponsor for the campaign with his new game kaimon it's gonna be coming out and it's a mon uh, monster, uh, monster, <clears throat> monster hunting, collecting meets uh, Yu-Gi-Oh kind of Bakugan style gaming, uh, meeting Warhammer tabletop. Um, super fun. We saw that there are there was some new uh, minis or some new creatures that you had dropped. Yep, yep. Uh, I'll be releasing more probably every week. Uh, the first set is going to have uh, eighteen figures with it. Um, so three for each of the main species. Uh, I also wanted to let you guys know um, for being your sponsor and for letting me on tonight, <clears throat> I'm going to be uh, giving all of you the first set of Kaimon for free. Whoa. Whoa. Also, that awesome. rules. Thank you. Also, Thank you. as an incentive for people to listen live, I'm going to be doing a surprise giveaway. Whoever messages uh, DCT Industries on Facebook and uh, follows the podcasters. We'll also get the first set of Kaimon for free. Hey guys. Well, listen, uh, Blackout Joe, I see that you are in here. So please do make sure you uh, mention Kaimon out tonight and give him a shout out on Facebook, as well as uh, try and get some friends also here. Uh, right now we only got the four viewers in the chat. No worries. Actually, let me jump over to the multi-stream and see who we got on Facebook. Cause I'm only watching the Twitch side. Multi-stream, multi-stream. <laughs> but guys, if you're tuning in, joining in, please make sure you do share and <clears throat> make sure you do share and uh, get your friends in and watching. Tonight is going to be a uh, fun, bit chaotic session. Um, but Jeff, uh, we've been very excited for Kaimon. It's going to be super cool. I love seeing the designing of the different Kaimon uh, as they drop. 
as well as hearing the uh, imp- the schematics and the stats about them. It's always very interesting. And uh, just real quick, just for, uh, just, I don't know, maybe kind of touch on it right now. You recently dropped a dragon yes. that comes through portals. Yes. You don't mind just kind of do a little share and where did that dragon kind of, where did this inspiration for this character spawn from? Um, so actually, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters back in the day had this like special giveaway where you had to enter a contest and win. And uh, one of the monsters was like this like cosmic dragon thing, kind of looked like the dragon from uh, like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, um, okay. Shenron or whatever. And yeah. uh, I remember I wanted that so bad as a kid, but like I said, you had to win this contest and then you had to send in your copy of like dragon quest monsters and since uh that wasn't able to happen i never got it so i was like you know what i'm gonna make something so that everybody can have that that type of monster you know that's awesome well thank you so much uh i think it's a great idea to kind of incorporate inspiration and wants from childhood and you know kind of what the games that inspired creations such as this uh game kaimon that you're bringing it forth and pulling it into your own uh, games and setting and letting it loose and allowing your players to have this uh, have a crack at this type of monster so that's just really cool absolutely that's like what like the main thing of Kaimon is is I want it to be accessible to everyone uh, as far as like easy enough for people to play cheap enough for people to play and just kind of like have a little bit of something for everybody I like that um well, I, I definitely can't wait for when it uh, is going to be dropping and everyone will be able to partake in the fun and enjoy the game as well. Uh, it definitely has a fun, reminiscent anime look and feel from at least the visuals and pictures. And I think that's something that the tabletop games are missing. You look at D&D, it all looks aggressive and... Sure, it can be fun and, and zany when you have the T-Rex and the dragon and uh, Bigby's hand floating around on the battle map, but it's all meant to be taken extremely serious. Or even like I've seen, uh, I'm, I know I'm sure you guys know this firsthand from playing Warhammer, that your battle maps are fairly aggressive looking. Right. But Kaimon has this fun zaniness almost appeal. And I think that is a great hook. Even like uh, you were saying, like the battle map, like Warhammer is a six foot by four foot table usually, mm-hmm. and not many people have access to that to play, whereas Kaimon takes place on a two foot by two foot playing surface. So it's a little bit easier for people to play it on just their kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. Uh, I mean, it feels like this could be very well the next family game night of how to break your kids into t- a tabletop setting, a tabletop game field. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, hey, thanks for always promoting it, too. I appreciate it. You guys do a good job. So thank you. Hey, of course. We always like to help out friends of the stream and uh, push our uh, local businesses. But that all being said, let's jump into tonight's session. Uh, guys, last week, real quick, someone on Twitch. Uh, can, I, can you guys hear me good? So, uh, so if someone that's listening on Twitch, Danny, well, let me switch over. Cause I was on the Facebook one. 
or hearing me come through. How's the volume? Is it sounding nice? Sorry, in a second. Nice. Yeah, you're sounding good. Looks All right, like it's cool. matching up. All right, nice. Um, I love how like professional we are. We're just. Checking our technical on, checking and on screen, guys. All on, all live. You know, it's all hey. that's what makes us great. It's what makes it authentic. You, feel, I, I say, and I feel like if you were to look at uh, what what people think D and D is going to be like, or uh, when you when you look at the critical role or these prof- the professionals that have been playing it for years and years, it's going to look, especially when you have friends that can produce it to that extent. That's going to look nice and oh. ran ran functionally. But this is authentic D&D, I feel, for the people who are like, let's play D&D. Who's going to DM? Like, Anthony, you? All right, okay. You We're know? like the Bill O'Reilly. F it, we'll just do it live. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, all right. So, guys, we left off last week with Howard <clears throat> waking up from a paralyzed slumberish state only to investigate a carriage in a large cavernous uh, cavernous space that he had found himself in. The party also uh, they're resting. And upon investigating a um, this, ca- this uh, carriage chariot uh, structure, he was attacked by a yellow slimy jelly of sort of ooze um, ranging five feet tall that was coming after him. The party waking up to help vanquished the slime. Everyone coming to terms and taking a rest to try and regain their strength. Finally, we're awoken mid-watch by Azoth. Is it yours? Yeah, that's during Azoth watch. As a red mist comes floating in, flying through the into the cavern where the party is resting. With some quick thinking and precise light bending tricks with the mirrors that have been placed along the walls, Azoth vanquished and supposedly has freed the party from this bloody mist that had followed them through the desert. Shining it down the tunnel that they had crawled through that previous de- the previous night, they finally aw- sit awake for their morning as daylight breaks into the large, vast cavern that still at this point is dark at, at the uh, <clears throat> at the deep end of it. Light doesn't shine in. It is still dark down there. But the massive part of this cavern is open, and it is now starting to be morning, breaking through. You've all slowly just come to, taking in the events of fighting whatever that mist was, looking out to the edge of this cavern that just drops off. Now it being daylight, you can see maybe three, 400 foot drop. 
about 200 feet up above you, you you did see that there appears to be a break and there's a ledge. There's uh, pythons that you had seen on the edge of the cave going down and one or two going up. What are you all doing? Um, I wanted to go try to cast mending on that chariot that we found and see if we can get that pulled out and working. All right. Go on over. Begin to cast mending. Make make a perception check as you go walking off. While he's doing that too, I wanted to inspect it for like any kind of like runic symbols or any kind of like wording in there that might activate it as a magical item. 16 on perception, by the way. Okay. Going over to the to the chariot. With the perception, you see that the the uh, the T bar that com- that comes off from the front of it that would be that would be attached to a mount comes up, and there are these kind of <clears throat> metal plates that would be used to kind of buckle them in, and where straps would hold from. And you see that the uh, there's little fragments of leather but they look molded away and kind of rotted from, or like dry, like the dry rotness to it. And there's just okay. inches of it, just, just faint residue of leather that you can see, oh, this must be strapping that would come out to hold and secure it around the waist of the animal. Um, Look at around on the, now being more, not as, as being dimmer over here, or not dim, uh, be a little brighter over here. You do see now the designs on the wheels have this vine kind of carved, almost like these uh, fillery of vines and leaves, kind of like an elvish, innately elvish uh, uh, design flourish. Up on the doors, it is a clean, um, it is a a scraped wood, a sigils of um, almost like a symbol of, a crest that has been kind of raked and torn through and the bits of the wood are broken off of it. Um, you see inside of it, it is enough to be standard of three people that probably could fit comfortably standing standard sized uh, individuals, probably a human. Anything larger than human is starting to push it on the, on the race in there. Um, the wheels, thanks, are about as big as you, standing. Okay. And there is two wheels on each side, and then there are those doored flaps that now you can see appear to be wooden wing-like structures of just kind of like almost like plain wings where they just kind of are, uh, stationary, just like solid straight pieces. But one of them is cracked. Okay. Well, I think that's where I can direct the magic if, if all the pieces are still there. I'll try okay. and line that up and uh, cast that spell. So you begin to cast mending. All right, Danny, did you want... I'll let you go with an investigation or Arcana, your check. Your, Ooh, uh, your take, choice. I will take Arcana, um, 11. All right. Um, there is an arcane presence that remanated from this 
um, you're more or less, as you start to pull out your book and start to flip through looking for notes on anything that you may have jotted down that could resemble this, unfortunately, nothing in your, in your writings had uh, pulled uh, exactly of this type of a design. But there is a faint dusting that as you opened up the book, you could see like that kind of almost like the tomb is like, uh, like if you open up a, uh, uh, something dusty or like a, open up an old book in a stagnant air as it sits and you can just kind of see the dust, the dust collect on something. Mm-hmm. As the dust kind of collects, you can see it brush off almost a, a barrier that looks to be a magical presence of a barrier that was uh, powered up long ago. This was once magical, but not anymore. It's just the dusting, the way the dust kind of collects on the item, you see that it's faintly raised above the item and it's like, oh, something was here once and it's not mag- it's not that much magical anymore. I'll turn to the group. Um, so this actually might be our ticket out of here if we can find a way to activate it. Looks like it was once magical. Hmm. I think Finks can fix it. And I'll kind of point out the wheels um, that Anthony describes. It is as clearly goblin make. I can tell by the well, well-crafted wheels. Only the finest. I believe you. Make a deception check, <laughs> just for fun. But but he believes me. <laughs> uh, I rolled a seventeen. Huh? Surprisingly, you didn't realize Finks was this this good of a of an architect. He, he oh, knows he knows this. I rolled a sixteen <laughs> he, 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 on insight he, just to see. <laughs> yeah, I believe huh? him. <clears throat> yeah, you believe him. Oh, he actually knows. He actually knows his design work and his his carpentry. Not architect, carpentry. He knows his work. Oh, that's actually really good. Yeah. All right. You cast mending, and as you begin to um, pull out one of your talismans around your neck and trying to kind of wave over the the um, wing, it's almost like a small like flashlight shines over it. And as you do, you see a little <clears throat> spectral goblin start kind of crawling up over the wings and start hammering it together. And there's one little goblin underneath it that's holding it up and pushing it up and trying to just fix it. As you see, the broken wood is starts to... Your little goblin troop has mended the broken wing, touched up, polished part of the... part of one of the uh, seating areas, pats it, looks at you. Gives you a thumbs up, looks for approval. All right, I'll slap it on the, the chariot. Oh, well done. Puffing a little Doesn't puffing. fall apart, right? <laughs> nah. This uh, you, It's your strength? No. Okay. All right, now uh, hmm, something to pull it. Hmm. It. It's I have, got wings. Oh. Yeah, but I don't know if it's activated. Like, we could try to push it off the side, but I think it just might fall and crash. Maybe if I power it up using an Eldritch Blast? Uh, uh, okay. I, don't, 
I don't know about magic, but that didn't sound right. No, I, I'm just totally <laughs> fucking with you guys. Um, yeah, we need to find a way to get this thing going so we can get out of here. All right. As you're talking, I need uh, real quick. So Remus, Finks, and Howard over here. Where's Azoth? Is he sure. chilling with everyone too? Watching? I'm just, I'm just watching and nodding along. Uh, I have a feeling I know where this is going to go, but I'm just going to bide my time for now. Okay. I need you all to roll perception checks. Seventeen. Fourteen. Twenty-four. Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know nothing of magic cards. Hold on. Let's make sure everything's okay with Amber. I just heard a, I just heard a door. I, I heard a door slam, and I just make sure everything's okay. Roll initiative. No. I <laughs> do <laughs> not get a one. Okay. Um, Azoth and Howard, you hear uh, the sound of rustling of packs of gear and the of almost like a body kind of coming down um, down a rope, kind of the, like uh, someone sliding down a rope and you hear packs of gear as a body is, is descending from the mouth of the top of the cave. Can you make that noise again? Okay, I thought that was like a train whistle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought no. so too. You got I the trains coming. Hoot, hoot. No, no, that's a. I'm bad with voices. I wake too. Um, and there's like the. You can hear the, the sound of kind of padded gear of someone adventuring as Morgor, you are using the carabiners that uh, you found at the, at the top of the lip. And you see a, a cave entrance. Uh, about 100 feet down uh, as you've already proceeded about 100 feet off of this cliff as you're just kind of repelling yourself down. Okay, do I see them all at the bottom? Mm, make a perception check. Because they're all roughly about 100 or <laughs> about 150 feet into the cave. Natural one. Frick, yes. Nah, man. <laughs> That's first roll. Ah. Getting off to a good start here. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least it wasn't yeah. your climbing trick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was a short-lived guest episode. <laughs> Dismisses. So no, you're 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 zipping down and you're you're being uh, very careful as you're noticing that these carabiner uh not the carabiners, these uh pitons are not the newest. And not the most secured, and you're sort of heavy. As you being a a larger full, uh, larger individual. I'm. You all hear the sound. Of, yeah. <laughs> As you you know, be very careful on this rope, not to snap it. What are you all doing, Azoth, Howard? You hear a body descending, coming from the top of beyond the cave. Hey guys, look out. I think there's uh, some more monsters or creatures coming our way. Can I make a hide check? Bonus action hide in the barrel. Yep. I need two stealth checks. 24. Um, dun, 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 dun. 
Finks is uh, gone. Where, what are you trying to hide behind a I'll, stone? I'll go I'll get up in the chariot. 25. The ch- Hiding though. Finks, Finks and Remus are both tucked in next to each other uh, within uh, the chariot, just laying on the sides. Unbeknownst to anyone else. <laughs> I'm just going to stand and look. All right. I'm going to mask of many faces and change my appearance to look like a very long barrel with a yellow coat (laughs) off to the side. Okay. All right. Um, Ace off. You see, actually make survival check, Morgor. Uh, is that, uh, sorry, I'm new to the fifth edition guys. So. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, you're good. So, uh, D&D Beyond? Yeah. You'll roll the D20 and then it'll just be a serve, it'll be, um, it'll be on the main page. Is it one of the skills? Yeah. Yes, it's one of the skills. Yeah. Click okay. on the plus or the minus and you'll, uh, okay. it'll roll a 20 for you. Uh, so 16. Okay. So as you, uh, don't see any individuals as you repel down, there's a moment where as you do a final leap and push, there's no contact. As you swing into the cave, letting go, you drop, come falling down a, a following 20 feet. Boom! Superhero landing, firm squat. You stand up, and you as you see a wood elf in front of you, dressed in... What are you dressed? Are you are you wearing the normal robes or yeah. armor? What do you what are you wearing? Yeah, it's, it's kind of think like a think like a, a a monk almost with just the the cloth just kind of loosely draped all over, very like minimalistic, you okay. know. <clears throat> do I see a bunch of barrels? You see a single barrel off to your right. Very just stretched tall, skinny. There's a there's a yellow cloak draped over it. Looks uh, odd. I take out my great axe and I. What are they looking at? I'm looking at the 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 barrel. Nah, Morgor hate barrels. <laughs> so w- what's Howard watching? What what are you what are you looking like? What are you doing? So Howard sees a Descri- six foot six red dragonborn, three hundred and fifty pounds, pull out a great axe with uh, dragon teeth along the blade. He sees a five-headed dragon tattoo on its chest. Uh, He revs up his great axe (laughs) like a chainsaw and he charges the barrel. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right, you you come running up to the barrel? Yep. Make the attack roll. Howard, do you... Uh, I am going to try to jump out of the way and then Eldritch Blast them now that he's trying to attack me. So, okay. So as you go running, um, I'll say make, an, make a... Both of you roll initiative. Okay. Natural 20. Oh, shit. I rolled a 19. <laughs> <laughs> nice. More gore. Make an go attack it, roll. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, 
25. Yep, that hits. Okay. Okay. That hits. Roll. I mean, roll damage. Yeah, roll damage. Yeah. Good. Don't worry about killing me. You're good. <laughs> 16. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Uh, Howard, as you see this red dragonborn pull out a battle axe, and as he revs it, you see the teeth start to go, start to um, move sideways as, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, this maybe wasn't the best idea. As you begin to lean over to uh, pull off an Eldritch Blast, he rushes you and cleaves into your side, pulling through. Um, wish to attack still, or... I don't yeah. know, guys. Well, you'll see the disguise drop, obviously, because my barrel doesn't work anymore. And I'm going to Eldritch Blast him since he's right there. All right. Make attack roll. Uh, uh, that is a 17. Yep. Pew, pew. Uh, five points of damage. Okay. We don't like to, we don't like to attack all guests that come on the show. Sometimes it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgor, you see this barrel instantly. The moment your, your axe begins to cleave into it, it disappears, and you're now cutting into a, a yellow-cloaked human that is uh, leaning off to side. And as he leans over, his hand kind of glows with this yellow, uh, this yellow uh, energy as it shoots off a blast into your chest. Uh, you definitely take it, take the damage, but as you do, you see your uh, tattoo just and it kind of just takes and eats it. Um, now that I realize he's not a barrel, I want to put my axe away. <laughs> axe away. <laughs> um, I'm gonna cast good berry. I'm gonna pop myself some ten berries, and I'll I'll give uh, Howard a handful of them. I'll give him like five berries. And uh, did, did Morgor take damage during that, or no? Or did the, the tattoo absorb the damage? Oh no, Morgor took tattoo. Okay, took the damage. Tattoo is just flavorful. Then, then I'll give him the other five as well. Just kind of toss them to him, and then go sit back down. All right. Morgor uh, hates berries. Did you say hates or eats? Hates berries. Oh, okay. Well, then give them here, and I'll try to take them from you. I give them to you willingly. <laughs> Remus turns to Finks and he's like, this guy sounds like he hates everything. Oh, me too, but I don't talk about it. Here, use, use, <laughs> use Crack Big Back. See if he can see what's going on. All right, yeah, I'll use him like a periscope. <laughs> and just like stick it out of the top of the chariot and just Make see what I can see. A charisma check. I'm bad at these. Three. That's enough. As you uh, lift Crack and begin to kind of ask him of his fa- of a favor to kind of look around. You hear a, thanks. I, I'm disturbed. I, I, my my armor, it was here. I, I, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Well, we can't go back for it. You're gonna have to figure this out and put him back away. <laughs> what did he? Can I hear crack or can you only you hear crack? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Make a perception check. Okay. Oh, that was good. What's the modifier? I got a 20. There's a slight mumble from Crack. 
What do you say? Finks hears it clearly. Finks a ventriloquist. Who knows? <laughs> True. I'm gonna get that beat. So, uh, what are you guys doing? Look at here, man. What's the what's the meaning of this? Morga, ask the question here. Well, I mean, you did come into our party camp over here. There, there's make it... your your camps suck. Well, that's besides the point. You suck. Morgar do not suck. Morgar hates suck. Seems like you hate everything. No, Morgar like Tiamat. Tiamat. Name sounds familiar. I don't know who that is. The one true goddess, Tiamat. I feel like I've been down this path before. There's only one true king. He's not blood. He's not a genie. He's not a dragon. He's yellow. The king in yellow is weak. Yeah, well. They could say that about your dragon. I mean, we killed him in a painting, so that I remember. I'm going to pop out at this point and say, didn't that painting hurt him? It, it did, actually. So your your god is hurt by paintings. No, the, the painting hurt our friend. I don't know. I pop you? back. I pack down. <laughs> Morgor, I have a question. What is painting? Okay. So I'm going to turn it over to Azoth. Um I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll take out my uh my stick or my staff and I'll start drawing on the ground and I'll make a picture. And um, that that's basically a painting, man. It's a picture made with I'm... berry juice. You've become an art teacher in D and D as well. <laughs> I didn't want to say. We it. went full circle. <laughs> 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 No. no. I'll, I'll like point to his tattoo. I'm like, that's a painting. Like, I'll take some oh. of the, uh, I'll or, take a couple of the berries out of Howard's uh, hand. I'll squish them and I'll draw some more runic drawings on like my face or something. I'll say like painting. Morgor like painting. There's one thing else that you like. Um, listen, do you like to get us out of here? Perhaps. Hmm. Morgor, come for book. Where's book? Howard, um, you're the librarian. Where's the book? Which book exactly? There's several. Book, old dead elf guy have. Old dead elf guy. Hmm. Was that the? Uh, I don't know where the sewer king ran away to. I, I pop up again. But I, is, is it, isn't that the, the tome he was talking about? Or I don't know if he ran away with it or you took it and I just vanished after that. Are you talking about Zoolander? I now begrudgingly pop up again. No, the, the guy we were following that crawled away, the, the muttering guy you talked to. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we'd have to go back through the tunnel that way. Is I'm like pointing in the direction past Morgor. 
Um, so we'd have to crawl if you're okay with that. But I mean, it's probably faster just to climb back up because he was supposed to meet me up at the surface before I got bit by a spider. Hmm. Orgor, make a wisdom check. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Uh, roll the d20. Oh, geez. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> oh. what's oh. wisdom? Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> oh, I actually rolled good uh, with a negative modifier. Uh, 17. Okay. Nice. There's a moment as you're looking for a book as, I mean, these look like, especially this individual in front of you, this looks like the book type of person. You may have a book on him. Who knows? Uh, but as you start to look around this cavern and look at the little shoot, the little uh, shoot tunnel that they point to, that's obviously too small for Morgor. He's too big, too big, too strong for a confined space like that. You hear the distinct of a dragon's call from deep within the cave, almost drawing you in uh, in the direction forward, deeper in. Can can I redirect one of those uh, mirrors and see if it can point down the tunnel or down the uh, cave? Say Morgor is the only one that hears it, but yeah, um, make make it a make a wisdom check. <laughs> no, eleven. Eleven. Go over to one of the panels that you see that's bound that's uh, angling it into the chute, and you grab another mirror and. <clears throat> pull it next to the one and start to bend it and bounce off the light as one shoots down deeper in the tunnel. It goes far, it goes fairly far, lighting up the area of where the chariot is now in more of a, we'll say a a standard daylight. But not far enough to the deeper parts of the cave as it pinches uh, to a close. But you can now see further down that way. All right, Morgor, uh, Morgor, I'll say you hear the call of a pull deeper on in a cave, uh, a sense of a direction kind of internally guiding you uh, from the calling on your chest. I look down at my tattoo and say, Morgor, I understand. And I follow it into the cave. You guys, did you see Morgor just look up and begin proceeding further deeper into the cave. He soon passes by this chariot to your right that has two wings, wooden wings, coming off to the side of it. Uh, make a perception check. Just for shits and giggles. Uh, me? Yep. Be a skill check again. Okay, skill check of uh, perception. Let's see here. Negative one 15. you got. All right. Yeah, negative one. Not, uh, not bad. Uh, as you walk over, you think you see two figures sitting in the uh, chariot. You can't really make, make them out. The one looks to be larger, and one of them appears to be smaller. Um, you walk past and begin walking deeper into the cave, 200 feet in. What is everyone else doing? Is more gorgeous walks past you all. Something said, about a book, Finks. He said he said a dead elf. Maybe this is his maybe this is his chariot. 
But I mean, he did leave a rope for us to climb back up, yes? No? Oh, it could go up. Maybe hmm. the book knows how to work the chariot? Ooh, possibly. I could read it. You could read it. It sounds like an important book if this guy's coming for it. Maybe. Maybe we can just use him to get the book so that I can read it and then we can get out of here. Oh, we, I like it. You, you guys, I don't, I don't need books. You guys can do whatever you want with the books. Yeah. We can make a painting of the book and give him the painting. He likes paintings. I was like, painting. We'll tear out the last sheet. It's usually nothing important on that. That works. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, it looks like Morgor. how far down the cave has he gone? Morgor, you stop at the 250 feet and just kind of look around and you see this party of, are you, are you all gathered up together now at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You turn around, you see this mixed, you see this mixed part. You see this, these four individuals kind of conversing behind you, staring at you, looking back at themselves, talking, staring back at you. I yell to them. You coming with Morgor or you stand there like lady? Where, where did you come from? <laughs> Up there. How, like, how yeah, how long we? did it take you to get here from outside? Morgor have no concept of time. Morgor oh. not know. I've been underground so long I don't know either anymore. Uh you could just be dreaming, Remus. I am. I this guy shows up with a chainsaw axe and this isn't a dream. <laughs> yeah. He hates barrels. Who hates No, he hates barrels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'll walk towards him, I guess. Oh guys. He knows how right. we got down here. Morgar, you see this purple tiefling? Uh, walking up to you, this little green, uh, no, not green, gray-skinned goblin, uh, the purple mushroom-looking hat. There's the yellow-cloaked individual as well as the robed half-elf. Half-elf. Again, turning at you. The purple tiefling is walking up to you, following. The rest of the party follows in suit. Yeah. Begrudgingly, yeah, like the I'll be the last one following, but I would oh, so close to leaving. Yeah, chaotic player tried to split the split the party when the guest shows up. Man, ah. do. Oh, oh well. All right, so you guys begin journeying on into this cavern. Morgor, Morgor, you know that. You are supposed to arrive at a large door to, that will allow you into a grand hall chamber. You have been shown visions of a grandiose chamber, almost like a king would sit in with the rug lining up to it, with the raised stared setting. And you know that there are hidden, there's a hidden passage beyond this. And that's all you're aware of. So you're looking for a large doors, probably in your dreams, make a make 
a wisdom check again as you're trying to recall your dreams and uh, peer in upon your uh, internal preparation uh, as you 14. traversed. Okay. You know you're you're going to be looking for fifteen foot hall, fifteen foot high doors. It's going to be about probably two body widths in length in width uh, and it'll split down the center you keep having visions and it looks like there's funny pictures or drawings and paintings carved on the doors and they look uh, just silly and dainty Elvis and, Elvis and such for Morgor gotcha so I see this vision of these doors yeah, you That's you right. kind of think back on your dreams of what called you to this to this place and calling for you for the book. Okay, and you're you see a set of doors, you okay. see an entranceway, and because you rolled high with the wisdom you have, you see almost like a nightmare as you're reflecting on these dreams. Kind of interrupts the vision, and you see blood. A pit, circular. A ritualistic chain, a ritualistic pedestal floating, and a rebirthing of sorts. Someone bursting out of a pit, screaming, covered in red. Hmm. He just kind of hits you and attacks you, and you're like, "Your head, like, whoa, what was that?" Cool. All right. I'm going to explain to the, the party, uh, Morgar see vision of blood, but not good blood, not blood by violence. Uh, <laughs> might be that pool I fell into. What pool? Uh, back in, down through all the tunnels and through a couple of rooms, there was this giant pool of red and I was a spider, and I, I slipped, and I fell, and something came up, and got out. Did you see too large door with stinky elf ruins? Would I have seen that? Was that the room? Make a like his- calling. Make a history check. Uh, we've got a. Where are we at? Hold on one second. Nine. No? I mean, you went through a bunch of doors. Nothing specifically with, you know, the elf drawings on them. I'll, I'll shake my head and uh, okay. Maybe it was those doors we didn't look at in that room with the giant pool of blood. Well, we did skip out on something, didn't we? There were doors. I don't know if there were more doors behind those doors. Uh, we've seen a lot of doors. Big doors. Not big doors. Small doors. Doors that look like they should have lasers behind them. Uh, but you more know what's a laser? More doors more doors was more like doors. a There was like a gutter coming from the pool that led to doors, I think. I want to say. Maybe not. There were there were like gutter gutters. Um gutters that came out from the pool that would shoot out that perhaps vented to somewhere else. 
and drained off somewhere. Yeah. But do we really want to go all the way back down that far again? Listen, hey, Morgor, this book that you need or want, is it like, do you really need it? Book, good. Book, bring back Tiamat. Tiamat. What if I told you there's a better version of Tiamat? Morgor, listen. Oh, okay, cool. Um, he's dresses in yellow. Um, and he is very, very powerful. And he's very good at what he does. Hmm. Morgor hate yellow. Morgor worship Tiamat. Ugh. As Morgor, as you do look down at your chest, there is no yellow head on the on the dragon tattoo. No yellow. No. <laughs> like I'll I'll look at the party and be like, all right, guys. So we clearly crawled through a bunch of tunnels to get to the cave. Everywhere we've been to so far has had more than one way of getting somewhere. What if we theoretically took the long roundabout way as we always do and going deeper into this cave will somehow take us to the other side of the door that we didn't see. Like if we had just gone through the door, we could have avoided the spiders and the tunnel and the rat king and uh, the, the, blob and the blood and <laughs> I mean we at least know what's behind us at this point so if we keep going this way I mean we just know we're in a cave and we just turn around and go back alright I agree alright you all journey on who wants to lead with the survival check Morgor leads Morgor's the biggest cute all right, Morgor, every, roll a sur- Yeah, I was gonna say like every fifty to a hundred feet or so. I'm just gonna like leave a marking so we can follow our path backwards if we need to. Okay, make an intelligence check. Oh, okay. Kind of just marking. Uh, I rolled seventeen on the survival. Okay. Uh, I, I rolled a seven on intelligence. Okay. Uh, you do. Mark your way every fifty feet or so. Every couple, pay, every couple uh, <clears throat> moments of walking, where you think that there might be an instance of you needing to uh, quickly look around with the haste, you just mark the wall, mark the ground a couple times. You see uh, the geometric imprinting over the ground on the walls as you kind of walk up and eldritch blast them. There's a the little geometric of. Uh, sigils and mathematical equations is kind of surrounding it in a uh, interesting way. Make a perception check. Howard? Yes, Howard, Howard. make a perception check. Uh, 20, not natural. You notice that the geometric shapes that you're used to that became more mathematical now have a curved Let's have a curse, a cursive flow to them. And on certain sigils and symbols, there's almost like tentacle looking shapes that are now incorporated. Okay. Cool. A little different. Morgor, it's a very nice survival check. You successfully lead the party through the cavern. 
there's a few moments that as you are walking, you hear the chittering sounds of bats overhead in the cave. In the cave. Is there any uh, any bats flying close to me? Make a reception check. Uh, 11. There's one bat about 20 feet up. Uh, it's a little too far to grab it. I just wanted to grab one and then eat it. Flies down by you. Make a dexterity check to swipe it and, gra- and snatch it out of the hand, out of the air. Natural 20. <laughs> you grab it. Mid-flight. Well, bite its head off like Ozzy Osbourne. Bite. <laughs> you successfully bit a bat. You, bit, you, you all see Morgor just, just freaking grab a bat mid-air, just bite it. Getting to eat it. I don't know. Chew, are you chewing? Is it just a bite and spit? No, I'm chewing. It's All right. Good. Okay. Okay. More gore like bat. Azoth makes a mental note of never to transform into a bat around more. <laughs> <laughs> and good just me- keep walking. Good mental mental note. All right. You begin to follow and probably travel for about 10 minutes before you come up upon these two wooden doors that are trimmed with these big columns of stone on the bottom and on the side and on the top. And in between the stone, these huge, tall, 15-foot planks that you see are uh, appear to have carvings in them as this vine filigree that you had found on the wheels grows up this uh, wooden door as well in like a carved like wooden filigree i'll tap morgor and say paintings around the door Mm. good painting you see the doors in front of you 10 foot the two uh each door is five feet wide and it is currently closed in front of you what are you doing well i'll try and push it open all right. Make a strength check as you walk up to the doors. A strength check or a saving throw? Check. Check. So what's that, just bonus? Yep. Uh, 19. All right. So you go to uh, go up to the doors. Your, your claws grab into them. And as you go to push and slam them forward, the door kind of goes, buckles in a bit. Okay. Not meant to, maybe not meant to be pushed. Morgor try harder. <laughs> Make a strength check again. <laughs> okay, that's a little better. Uh, 23. You push again as you get angrier and as you, as you, uh, use the fury of Tiamat in your, with your, uh, your corded muscles. You grab the door and you dig your claws in. As you push further, you hear uh, as the door begins to buckle inward, snapping. Probably enough for about 
a small human or halfling to crawl through. But the door is currently being buckled and broken <laughs> inward. Not fully. I, I, I think you can pull that, sir. Morgor angry. Morgor try harder. Outward. I'm going to slip through the door. <laughs> Wait, I say, I look at Finks and say, Beardless Dwarf, go in there. I, I get as tall as I can, like tippy toes, the tall rock. I am no dwarf, and I have a very small beard. Like <laughs> 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 a chin fuzz. A little bit. My name is Finks Morgor, and I am the leader of this party. I'll show you how things are done, and I'm just gonna sprint through the. <laughs> I'm just gonna sprint through the, the door. Can Azos just open. like walk over where the gap is and just try pulling the door just to see what happens to see if it opens inward? Thanks. Make an acrobatic check as you kind of. All right. Yeah, I don't want to get squished. If that's oh, natural. As you're as cool. you're kind of oh, so as you're you know talking up and kind of showing up to Morgor, <clears throat> you uh, grab the two parts that are, that are starting to break inward where his hands are, are near and you quickly leap up and pull yourself up and over and land on the other side. Azoth, as you see this happening to pull the door and you you can feel the door would give, but Morgor's hands are still pushing them forward. <laughs> More can, can, can I look at the painting for a second, bud? Can I, can I take a look at the painting? Uh... Morgor would like to rage. Oh. Morgor's raging. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll step back. You see this smoke start to just simmer and almost, almost as an animal would, almost as a rabid animal would foam at the mouth, this red dragonborn's face starts to just have this um, almost like <clears throat> dry ice where it just drops out and cascades down. The smoke just as it is foaming and or flowing down this uh you see his eyes start to have this red tint almost like blood lust fill his uh his eyes as you are raging or Rory to bad bet let's see so right, rage away okay strength uh, so, advantage <laughs> yeah so that's two dice choose the largest of the two correct yep. Okay. Yes. So advantage is you'll roll two d20s, you take the better. Disadvantage is you take the lesser of two d20s. Okay. Uh, 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 do I get the plus two melee? Plus. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So 23 again? Okay, 23. Guys, all see me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, Never mind. You're stuttering. Yep. Hold on. Rolled a twenty-three. Our sponsor, PCT <clears throat> <Yeah>. Industries. Yeah. <laughs> PCT <laughs> Industries, where dreams come true. Check out Kaima. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Ricky. It's actually so like, great. I took their initials DTC, so it's close. That's close. But I didn't want to be exactly like them, so ECT, <laughs> go follow. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Is that better, guys? 
for now. Uh, yes. For now, you look like you're lagging, but you're good. All right. I don't know what <laughs> there. Something's going on with Spectrum in our area. Yeah. <clears throat> I just want to say too, uh, real quick. Uh, somebody did message me, so they will be getting the uh, first set of Kaimon for free. Hey! Wow. Awesome. Well, guys, if you are watching, please do make sure to share around. Uh, for anyone else that is tuning in, please make sure to check out DCT Industries and Kaimon and uh, message message Jeff and let him know, hey, what's this game about? If you haven't been listening about it yet, go follow. Um, all right. So it looks like my uh, my stream is back going up. Good. Thank you so much, Tony, for the for the Twitch drops or uh, for the chat drops. Okay. Now. Azoth, as you're trying to reason with this with this uh, raging dragon, red scale dragonborn, he gets angry and as he pushes again, a third and final time as his hands break through the wooded uh, doors as his fists pound through as the doors come off the hinges, the as they fall. Things I need to make a deck saving throw. As two doors begin falling down. Did I have any time to um, see the room before, or is this kind of just happening immediately after passing through? It's kind of happening immediately passing through. All right. All right. That is a 16 deck save. 16. Uh, you see one of the doors is, sl- is kind of wobbling over, leaning in your direction. As it falls, you quickly hop over and side shuffle, jumping back on top of it as it lands where you just were. And you scoping out the room, the dust raising in, um, being kicked up from the floor. Make a perception check. Uh, Seven. This is a large chamber, and you are currently at the entrance of it. As there is a column of stairs in front of you that's, that go downward for five feet, your halls stretch out 20, 30 feet to the side. You see it goes down deep, 50 feet on the walls. Off to the side, you see passage and archways. Can't tell specifically. And throughout the center of the room, there are scattered pillars. That's all you can really make out of it. Okay. All right. What are you guys doing here in this open chambered room? She comes walking in. uh, Still raging? Uh... For for the next six seconds, because you uh you you stop raging unless you take damage or you attack a creature. Uh, I would like to while I'm raging, mm-hmm. attack one of the pillars. Make an attack roll. And that's with advantage, correct? Yeah, yeah, we'll say yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot. Uh, 26. This is a, this is a large stone pillar that is easily 10 feet in width. And as you bring your ax through it, you use the strength coursing through your blood and the, um, 
the red, the ancient fires of a red dragon scream through you as you cleave, cutting a piece out of this pillar. I'll allow the rage to continue. Yes. <laughs> Send my dog off now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, my dog's raging. Roll damage for this pillar. <laughs> How powerful did you cut through this? Twelve. You cleave over a good brick or two of this of this pillar as it poof, knocks out. It comes slide, uh, flying through. <sighs> I'll allow the rage to continue for this moment. I'm going to turn to the rest of the party. Okay. Looks, looks like he hates pillars, too. Just keep a mental note of that as well. All right. What do you guys wish you knew? Morgor, you look to appear to be in a chamber. This have probably what your dream was showing you. Have we seen this one yet? Or no? Is this new to us? This is new to you guys. Okay. This looks like the entrance hall of like where a king would sit and, be, and greet guests as they walk up. You see against the far end of the room, there is a seating area of, 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 a, of an individual that of a high ranking would sit at as there appears to be uh, moldy drapings of, of a rug that would proceed from his chair all the way down to about right to where the stairs would stop at for you guys to walk down into this hall. Hey, Remus, is this what it's like at your dad's place? Uh, I mean, I've only been there twice. But kind of? All right. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, no, you're good. It's a... It's a weird gradual change there's like a small waiting room and then there's like an elegant hallway stair set that goes to his office that's very uh finely decorated okay so you get a little bit of everything no okay what's... what color is the rug in the room make perception check as it is dark in here i'll say okay. so. uh 15 um, with the perception with disadvantage. Oh, disadvantage. It is dark, yeah. yes. Uh, that's even better, so 15. Okay. Um, the rug looked... Looks moldy, kind of this uh, dark burgundy-ish color at one point. You see it looks moth-eaten, moth-eaten, and looking over the floor, you do see there are spots of cobwebs, a little patch of bone and bones over in one pile. Just kind of looking over the the uh, room. Any mushrooms for me? Make an investigation check if you're looking for mushrooms. That is absolutely what I'm doing. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, that's a one. Dirty one? Dirty frick? <laughs> Dirty frick. <laughs> Not to be confused with Dirty Pop made yes. in song by NSYNC, but you know. Dirty frick. Uh, you go over to uh, one corner that you see looks dark and just there's a drawing to it. Something familiar that looks kind of mildewish, 
maybe mushrooms would grow from this pile of earth that kind of look that looks to be kind of offset coming out of the uh block wood uh block stone flooring and it looks to be like this black slick mush of moss of it it looks a little off it's in the dark shadows and there appears to be something maybe growing from this corner that looks dark and black i poke at it you poke at it um it looks about it's about the size of about a one one foot square little patch of earth as it has a no real texture of being uh either mossy mossy it just kind of has this form of of a mass and as you're thinking it may be a, a large mushroom what are you poking at it with my finger your finger fortunately <laughs> all right unless there's a stick nearby but i don't think so make perception make no, perception. I, I use my finger use, use your finger all right yeah. all right no i i get that um as you poach poke your finger into it you take four points of acid damage as your as your uh the tips of your fingers start to burn away as this black mass starts to react and coil to your touch and start to spread out out of the corner encompassing you okay ah the mushroom bit me i like your roll for initiative what how did the mushroom bite you you have a mushroom as this mound of earth you see comes to life and slickens out into a sliming piece of ooze wrapping its way around you finks um what'd you roll 17 17 that's cocked that's cocked again. That's cocked again. That's that goes flat. All right. I like everyone to roll initiative as Fink screams in pain, touching his fingers into this black acid gooeyness as it begins to kind of react and wrap around his uh, space of where he's at. I got uh, 20 to 25. 22. 15 to 20. 17. 10 to 15. 13. Also 13. Um, Remus, your dex is what? Plus three. Azoth, what's your dex? Uh, plus three. Ooh. Azoth can go first. All right. I'll allow it. All right. Um, Jeff, Morgor, which, what is your initiative? Uh, six. All right, Morgor. All right. Top of initiative. Howard, you hear Fink scream as this, as he recoils his hand, looking at this, this corner of just pitch blackness as you see it begin to kind of spread out encompassing his body looking to begin to engulf Finks. 
What are you doing? Is it like all over him already or not over him? It's going around his sides at this point. It hasn't called. It hasn't come up. Okay. Um, how far away am I from him? 30 feet. About 30 feet. All right. I'll He's run in the up corner to the left. All right, cool. I will run up to him and like right next to him. So I'm not completely aiming it at him. Uh, but towards the mold, I'm going to Hulk style slap my hands together and create a thunderclap to disperse the mold if I can. Make it attack. Uh, oh, is it attack? It's a, no, it's a constitution save. Ooh. Have oh, I gotten this or no? Um, I'm doing it right next to you, so it won't necessarily hit you. If that oh, makes okay. sense. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I got to visualize the board. Yep. Got it. Um, that is a fail. Uh, 13 for the con save. Yeah, that fails. Fail? Yeah, that, that fails. fails. Give me some damage. Yes, let me, yep, let me roll that. Ooh, nice. uh, seven points. Okay. And I will try to grab... Oh, no, I don't have any more movement. Yeah, okay, that's it for now. Okay. Uh, bonus action, Shillelagh, with my... Bonus action. Shot. So as you sl- smack your hands, there's a... <clears throat> of thunder emanating in front of you, Finks, as this uh, black pudding-ish looking creature just shakes and kind of and ripples with the uh, thunderish sonic energy as it kind of uh, shifts over at Howard and looks back at you and it begins to kind of continuous to engulf you. Um, not yet on his turn. Thinks, what are you doing? Azoth, you're on deck with Remus. Okay. Do, do I recognize this as a black pudding? This looks significant. Uh, make, make a history check. So I have one of those at home. I've been meaning to mm-hmm. visit. Eight. This looks similar to the one that you have at home. A lot larger, though. Okay. All right. Um, Finks is going to take out the black dagger and attempt to take a quick stab at this this pudding. See if I can cut off a, a section. Okay. Make an attack roll. Uh, 17. That hits. Roll damage. Okay. That is an 8 damage. Got it. Sorry. And then I would like to take my bonus action to disengage and my movement to kind of roll back maybe 15 feet. Right. You roll back 15 feet as you pull up the dagger. You slice through it. And as you do, Finks, make a perception check. Eight. All right. As you cut through it, you feel like you did pretty good. Um, did some nice damage to it as uh, you duck backward and pull back uh, 15 feet. I'll say it is going to make a reactionary attack at you. That misses as you see one of the pseudopods on this mass of its body come out almost like a uh, like a frog tongue and just miss over your shoulder as you back away, kind of doing this little bit of a back barrel roll with your bonus action disengage. Uh, Azoth, what are you up to? Remus, you're on deck. How far away am I from this black ooze? Uh, 50, uh, 30 feet. 30 okay. feet. Uh, I'm going to cast Thorn Whip at it. Okay. Um, let's see. 
11 to hit. 11 does hit. Roll okay. damage. Eight uh, piercing. All right. Not bad. As you whip it, you see uh, as the whip cracks on the top of this uh, this ooze, this puddingish creature. Now recognizing it from also being uh, at the Podkeep, uh, not Podkeep Manor at um, your uh, at your manor in Brine Spell uh, that was underneath the porch. You crack it on on the head with a thorn whip, piercing a little bit of damage. You go, not bad. Doing good. Uh, uh, for my movement, I'm just going to uh, maintain my distance from it out of reach. Okay. Remus, you're on. Uh, Remus, you're up. Morgor, you're on deck. Um, so I'm going to hit it with two psychic daggers for now. Okay. Um, dun, 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 dun. That's going to be. Uh, Knows by now, dirty twenty. That hits. Um, is anyone occupying it or within five feet or not? As of not at this point. No worries. Dun, 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 dun. I would be because I had to be. Oh wait, are you? It's into the thunderclap. Oh, I thought you were meant to maintain. Uh, never mind. So he, uh, yes, there is. Yep, you, there's someone right up on it then. All right, so let's get that underway. Howard, make a perception check. Four d six. So that's going to be 16 damage for the first dagger. Wow. Okay. All right. He's looking a bit hurt. Second offhand. As a dagger flies in precisely where the thorn whip, the thorn whip had hit it previously, there's a psychic dagger, Howard, that you see sticks into it, fades away into psychic energy. Uh, does a 13 hit the ooze? That hits as well. Huge. Oh, you guys. That's going to be three damage on the offhand. Or I'm sorry, four. Not bad. All right. Uh, Morgor, as you begin to get ready, you see the two, or the, you see the pudding begin to slump in two different directions as one goes and begins crawling its way over towards where Fink's was getting within, uh, getting uh, uh, <clears throat> within 20 feet of you. You see it split. You see uh, where the dagger had cut through Howard. There's a fine line that had cleaved this pudding in half as a second one begins to pull in your direction as you would come up on uh, come up closer to it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> how close are these two pieces to each other? Well, as they as they go right before you, you see that the two are were right next to each other. Uh-huh. The one moves 15 feet over towards Sphinx and the other one is going to stay where it is next to Howard as they both are going to oh uh, uh, come after them both. Let's see, 
Take, takes. It's going to come up for the first one at Finks with a nine to hit. Nope. Okay. Oh, that's what I did wrong. Okay. All good. All right. Uh, he, uh, the, the one slides up next to you. It comes over with one of its pseudopods. Trying to hit you and it misses. The uh, one that is next to Howard is going to hit you with a pseudopod. Ooh, that does hit, I'm sure. That's yeah, 18 to hit? Yeah, it hits. Yeah. Um, as it hits you, whack, uh, you take. Five points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Plus. Twenty-five points of acid damage. Oh shit. Whack. As I cannot remember. Are you wearing magical armor currently? No. Um question. Do we get the long rests in? Before we you, started off? Yeah, I think so. You guys had finished off the long okay. rest. That makes a big difference. All right, hold on one second. Let me recalculate. Otherwise, I would be dead. Um, <laughs> 25 points of acid. I believe it was Yeah. five points of bludgeoning. Five points of bludgeoning. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. And your armor begins to dissolve. What? Uh, you quickly pulling your cloak off. So it doesn't begin to be eaten. You see the leather, some of the leather armor you have is starting to eat away as it takes a negative one penalty to the AC. Awesome. Okay. I'm looking pretty hurt. Okay. So, Morgor, you're up. Uh, So you said they're within 15 feet of each other? They are both, yes, within 15 feet of each other. I would like to breathe fire on them. Okay. Which will hit both. You run around and aim up to line them both in a cone. Yep. Uh, we're running with the Unearthed Arcana. Do you have that sheet pulled up for you? No. No. So, so your damage instead is... Real quick, let me pull this up. Let's see. Is this the newest one? Just yep. came out. Yes, it is. I didn't get a chance to read that yet. Oh, it's cool. I'm gonna let you guys. You can check it out on your on the break. We'll be taking it in a moment or in a little bit. <clears throat> so it is. They need to make dexterity saves. Correct. What's the DC? What's the DC against the dexterity save? Uh, DC of thirteen. DC of thirteen. That one fails. Okay. And that one also fails. So that's going to be... Um, and it is a 3D, 3d8 of damage. 3d8? Oh, yes. okay. As, it, as the tattooed, as the red uh, dragon head on your chest begins to burn slightly, tingling you, and uh, you feel this almost acid reflex of inside your chest. Your throat begins to burn, starting this uh, flaming cone. Uh, so that's going to be 19. Wow. 
Nice. Um, the one right next to Howard, you you see it ripple in damage as it burns up in front of uh, burns up in front of you, as you see it just start to melt and ooze away into a black slime. Uh, looks like a grease slick on the ground, just just rippling with flames as the as this pudding is going, it's withering and writhing in pain, just coming to an end. The one in front of Finks is looking fairly hurt. Fairly hurt. Uh, still there, though. Okay. Um, so that, I'm sorry. That's, that was so, uh, action, correct? That's, and one, I, that's one. That is, uh, so with the way they have it now, you're able to use your breath action as one of your attack actions. Okay. Instead of two melee swipes. Okay, so... Uh, I can make a regular attack then as well. You can now run it up as a, with your second attack, make your attack. Yep. Okay. Uh, as my free action, I would like to rage before I do that. Yep. You break them up. So you breathing, you begin to rage as the smoke starts to billow from the mouth again. Okay. You're raging. I'm raging again. Uh, and I'm going to make a reckless attack, which means I get advantage on it, but all attacks against me gain advantage. Okay. Make, make the attack roll. Um, 26. Yeah, that hits. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, and then... Plus, oh boy. Okay, so while I'm raging because I'm path the Z lot, I yes. do bonus uh, radiant damage or necrotic damage. What are you choosing? I will choose bonus. radiant. Okay. Um, and I do a total of twenty-four. Twenty-four damage. Wow. So you guys see. This red dragon board breathe fire over the the black puddings as they start to burn up. He comes running up next to next to you, Finks, brazing his great battle axe, slamming it down in the pudding that was remaining in front of you. And as he carves through it, splitting it in two, he exhales a little additional fire as it uh, <clears throat> full as it um. And it kicks it back up and in a bonfire style as it finishes it off as they both, uh, as it dies away in front of you. Hell of a round. Nice going, guys. Not bad. Can I just say I love the way you describe Morgor's attacks because they're just so badass. I try. Thank you. <laughs> I've been excited that a Dragonborn is going to be, that was going to be entering. I was really excited about him. Thank you. Is that out his notebook from his pad and writes down no jello for Mordor. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't show Morgor the basement. All right. You guys are in this group. Out out of (laughs) combat has been over. All right. What are you guys doing? Um, Can I attempt to fix Howard's armor? 
Yes, if you can. And I will hand it to him since it's in like pieces now. Um, if I can, can I make it like an on color yellow? But not on a scope? <laughs> Just to show that I could do it? <laughs> yes. Make, um, yes, I'll let you, uh, casting mending, make a wisdom check. All right. While he's doing that, did the puddings leave anything behind once they were destroyed? 11. There is a... As you heal the, the leather armor back and you see the it kind of kind of building, uh, kind of just growing back, the leather is kind of just growing from where it was eaten away, there is now this kind of chalky yellow smearing over it. It's sort of off-colored. But it looks like someone kind of like took like a yellow ch- piece of chalk and just uh, sided it, like like using the side of the chalk over it, showing that there is a bit of yellow on this leather armor. Yeah, yeah, just a little, a little bit. Azoth, make a perception check. <clears throat> All right, uh, what do we got here? Perception. Eleven. Eleven. I mean, looking below the. The slime that's remaining is not really much of anything uh, left at all. No, just the remains of just the the slick looking oily texture is burning. You guys are in this chamber. Any doors other than the one we came in? Look around for one. Make perception checks as you're looking around for the doors. What's everyone else doing looking in here? What are you all looking for? What are you doing? Casting anything? Um, how it's going to look at the... There's like a throne, you said, in the middle of the room? Or like a chair or whatever? The far, at, the far end of the, at the far end of the room. So you have to like walk your way to it. I got a 26. Okay. Four. Perception. Okay. Howard, are you walking over to the throne? Yeah, I'm going to walk over, um, but I'm going to keep any eye out for any more like black mold or anything that's anywhere. Make a perception check. Okay. Uh, 19. 19. As you're walking up over to the uh, throne, no other black mold, a lot of cobwebs, a lot of scattered bones, which, Azoth, you see the same. A lot of scattered bones. And you're following the room, looking up for additional doors. And you see offset in on the walls, there are two pockets kind of this carved out. There's no, they're not, there's no doorway. There's no doors, but there's like open doorways. And they open into like, they're four pocketed uh, small chamber rooms that are maybe 10 feet by 10 feet. Mm-hmm. And... Very bare dressings, uh, anything of value. Nothing is at here. Just doing a quick look. You did roll high. Looking over quickly, you don't see anything of value in one, two, three. And the one that you do come up to, you, you think you see a set of like rags of almost like a, a makeshift bed. And you hear whisperings coming from the direction of the of the of where Howard is walking towards just with the high perception you hear whisperings coming from um, almost like someone is talking in a ventilation system and the voice is running along the ceiling or running 
between hidden passages, hmm. but under but you're unable to uh, ascertain where they're coming from. Okay. Howard, walking up to the chair, the throne, you see that there are various uh, elvish carvings and markings, decorations running up the stone uh, chair, the throne that <clears throat> is finely crafted. You see the padding where someone would sit, looks to be uh, polished and almost like smoothed over with remains of a leather padding that was at one point well, at one point was probably fairly comfortable to sit in there's a part of you that you can we'll see where a yellow cloak could drape over as a king could sit at looking around you see there is a blank wall behind that looks fairly this just this is a discolor to it as if something's almost hidden nazoth following up to howard you see it too there appears to be something different with the wall before or behind where this throne would be sitting at or is sitting at <clears throat> how um is this throne easily easily moved? Can it be like tipped over, pushed out of the way? Make a strength check if you want to push it over and move it. All right. Um, is so Howard, as you're just kind of inspecting this throne chair, you see. Azoth walk up to it and start to push it. It's not budging as it is made out of the stone carving, perhaps carved from the ground up. You don't know, but it's not budging Azoth. You see the distinct discoloration on the wall behind, though. I think it's uh, bolted to the floor there or made from the floor. Mm. Uh, if you don't mind, I don't know how eager we are to press ahead, but I could definitely use a quick little rest. I saw a bed back there, if you want to go lay down. Oh, I figured I'd just sit on the chair and rest. No? Okay. My highness. And I'll, and I'll, Finally. And I'll bow to him and take a step back. Finally, as I sit on the throne. Hold on one moment. Give me a second, guys. We have whispers going on. This whisper break brought to you by DCT Industries. I've heard great things about this company and this new game it's making. You might say, what are they doing? And I would say, well, if you like Pokemon and you like tabletop gaming and wish they could be combined together, have I got the game for you. (laughs) For you. I think that was the most perfect ad ever. <laughs> Did you ever wonder what it would be like if a snake had a baby with a whale? Well, now you can with DCT Industries. They're called snails. <laughs> For you. I'm sorry, play. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I got to 
It says some serious kitten mitten vibes. <laughs> okay. I need uh, uh hold on. Okay, hold on. Kittens are great. There's a moment Azoth that there's it's almost like a joke in the back of your head. Just kind of creeps in. Why would you want to be subservient to Howard? You wouldn't want to. Um, but I mean, he probably could lead you. He would be a good king. Howard, you sense almost a almost the uh, not a full mind control spell, but almost like a puppet master feeling strings beginning to attach to a puppet, almost as if you were be controlling an individual. Faintly, very faintly, but you can feel tethers of dominance just being planted. Yeah. No one's joked about this kind of stuff yet. Ugh. Anyway, so. So, Morgor, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Way to break the tension, guys. Right. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like ah. seeing this guy standing here and just beat the shit out of some ooze. <laughs> uh, Anthony is called uh, Dractera, correct? Drac, uh, Dractera. Morgoth from Dractera. Best land in all the land. I believe you. <laughs> with, because... uh, with, with Dractera being mentioned, Azoth and Fink's you know of Dracterra. This is the Northwest in Fabala. It's a dragonborn continent. Chromatics live in a higher class setting over metallics. And if anyone wants to find out more, you can roll a history check. But that's what comes to mind instantly. So Morgor, are you some sort of nobility from Dracterra? Morgor is high priest of Tiamat. Tiamat. And Finks is kind of just going to like disengage from this conversation a little bit, kind of recalling some of the uh, the insults he may have thrown Tiamat's way in the past during other battles. <laughs> just kind of think, oh no, is this, <laughs> is this guy coming for me? <laughs> hmm. It's kind of <laughs> into the shadows. <laughs> yeah, it's you, Matt. Great, right? <laughs> okay, see ya. <laughs> uh, Morgor, you are from uh, the Dragonborn continent, uh, Dracterra, and it is you. You live, you know, a fairly simplistic life of following the callings of collecting holy relics. 
for the priesthood and the other um, clerics. You do know of one of the uh, higher nobles that had went out on a quest looking for uh, similar relics to open up gateways to other realms. Uh, that's uh, the princess, correct? It is. Lady, uh, Lady Drac, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Dracani, or is that uh, Drac, Dracni, Dracni? That's what it was, Lady Dracni. Yep. Yeah, Lady Dracni. So, you guys are in this open chamber. What are you all doing? You're, you guys are talking to Morg, Mor, uh, Morgor. Azoth and Howard are just kind of having the stare off and talking while Howard's sitting on this throne. Uh, I'm going to go down and check out that cut that I saw. I was kind of like... Okay. Azoth, uh, Howard, are you doing... Are you, are you... Um, <laughs> no, he's going to be sitting on the, uh, the throne still. Okay. Um, he's going to try to take a short rest if we can. And uh, he's going to go through his book and try to recreate in his like imagination or memory uh, the little runic symbols that were, or not runic, but like the geometric symbols that were popping up when he was doing the Eldritch Blast earlier mm-hmm. with the tentacles and stuff like that. And then uh, one of the last pages, I'm just going to tear out the last piece and I'm going to write, uh, I'm going to draw a, the yellow uh, king symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to write underneath there um i'll get back to you on that in a second i have to think about how i want to word this so but i'm gonna okay. like write an description about something all right so as you <laughs> well, uh, taking my short rest taking take, take a short rest uh make a percent make an investigation check as you go over to the bundled of kind of rags and wraps on the bed right Fourteen. Fourteen. This looks to be used frequently. Very minimalistic in this in this little chamber room. It has a single bed. No pillows or blankets, but just rags. And there's a bundle of what looks to be beat up armor that is being used as a pillow. Um, there is a foot locker on one side of the door, a chest. And it is about three feet in width, foot and a half up. You see it locked or shut, presumably locked. Um, I yell for Remus to come over and see if Kevin can uh, open this. Uh, what do what do we get? Uh, it's a footlocker chest thing, and who knows? Maybe the the book is in the locker. Hmm. Uh, how complex does the lock look? Make an investigation check. I'll say, actually, no. This would be insight. Uh, this, is, this is an insight check to, to if you're trying to uh, take the insight of how intricate this looks. Okay, I got a twenty. Looks to be a bit difficult. Perhaps it's trapped. 
you see that there are some uh, sigils marking around the locking mechanism. Can anyone check this thing for magic things before I do this? Morgor check. Morgor comes walking in the room. Make an arcana check. No, Morgor wants to do it Morgor way. Got it. <laughs> What's Morgor do? As he walks in the room, he just rips the lock off. Morgor <laughs> Mor- likes to take his axe and slam it down on top of the chest. Obviously right. on the dull side. Got it. Make an attack roll. Okay. Uh, As four. Remus, you see the Dread Dragonborn come walking in, raising his axe, flat-handed way, and uh, I will move out of the way. <laughs> Thank you. Come bringing it down. Uh, 24. 24. All right, Morgan, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. As you bring down the axe, you hear a crunch of... <clears throat> as the splintering of wood as the axe b- breaks down and breaks in, uh, cracks open to the top of it, there is a <clears throat> burst of flamed energy. Okay, so 19. 19. Uh, you succeed. Taking still seven points of fire damage. Uh, reduced to three because you are a red dragonborn. Okay, so three damage I'm taking? Three points of fire. Okay. You look into the chest and you see a a bunch of long sticks, essentially uh, stat, like quarter staffs, just kind of um, almost, like, almost like rod, rod-like wizard casting uh, staffs that are like three foot in length, uh, possibly for shorter individuals or even uh, perhaps as walking canes, maybe. Three cane staffs. You see a bunch of paper. You see some clothes. I want to use one of the staffs as a toothpick to pick out some of that bat I got in my teeth earlier. As you pull the staff out and pull it from the top, the staff breaks in half, concealing a blade, as it is a sword, a short sword that pulls out of the staff. Okay, I'll use the sword as a toothpick. Oh, make a sleight of hand check. With a, It's a skill. Uh, I'm going to look over the papers that are in there. Uh, so say, would Howard see any of this or no? This that? 16. No, they are in the room. If you're sitting on okay. the uh, on the throne, they're in the room out of your vision. Okay. 16? No, yeah. There's a moment that you get dangerously close, and Azoth, you think that this this Dragonborn is also a sword swallower. Like he's a, he's like carny tricks as he is getting dangerously close and he clips out a part of the bat as you pull it out and successfully pick a nice bat ear out of your tooth. <laughs> It goes flying out. (laughs) Oh, I would like a sword like that. Here you go, purple elf lady. Big sword. I I am clearly a gentleman, but thank you for the sword. (laughs) 
<laughs> you are small like lady. Morgor, no, I understand. I'm, I'm, I think I'm average in the party. I'm not the shortest. <laughs> I don't say this out loud. I'm just thinking to myself. Uh, th- thank you, Morgor. Um, you don't see. I, I'll, I'll continue, I guess, to inspect the chest for the book he's looking for, unless it's just a bunch of staves. It's a bunch of pa- a bunch of paper, bunch of staves. Um, the papers look to be a bunch of. Um, what languages do you know, Remus? I'll say Azoth, you pick out that this is in Elvish. Okay. Remus, you know, you know, te- uh, common and infernal. That's all you know, right? Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, you recognize the sigils that this appears to be Elvish. Can't read it. Um, Azoth, as you are looking over these scriptures, it is a lot of the rudimentary religious text that you would read mm. in your tribe of the teachings of the gods being created, um, them creating the races, uh, telling the tales of how Lolf invaded the uh, Lolf invaded Odin's and Grumsh, Grumsh's uh, mines and had taken away the um the proud three and it's just a very standard historical tale of how the gods uh became kind of preoccupied with themselves and their priorities were drawn away from their creations all right i'll 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 explain it as best in simple terms I'll just say it's a spider lady soap opera. Nothing too good here. Uh, actually, that's actually fairly good. That's uh, fairly good. Lulf shows up and distracts some of them and influences them to turn. Yeah. So and, I'll tell Remus and Morgor, spider lady soap opera. Nothing worthwhile here. Looking over that. You guys don't see anything else of value. Are all the staffs sword staffs? Just the one. Hmm. Pull the other ones. They appear to just be walking staffs. Walking I'll sticks. Take one. About ah. three foot. This one about, about your height too. Look probably about like an actual like full staff size for you as a goblin. I use this to poke the next thing I think is a mushroom. Very good. All right. Um, you guys are in this chamber. Anything else you wish to do? You see uh, Howard is looking over his book. Howard, what have you, what are you writing? Um, so I'm writing a little letter to Morgor. However, I'm not going to give it to him yet. I'm going to fold it up and put it inside my coat pocket. And then I will continue on with the party. Okay. All right. You come walking out of the short rest, going over to the rest of the party as they had been investigating. You guys are in this chamber. All right. So I'll go, Morgor, uh, your dream, the vision. There was the chamber, and then what happened? Morgor see giant door with elf rune, and then nothing happened. Make a street check. We'll say no. No, I remember. I just, I'm not saying it. Oh. (laughs) Okay. 
Hmm. So we're in the giant room. We had the giant door. I think there's something behind the throne. If you want to try and knock it over, it's more stuff for you to break. Ooh, Morgor like breaking things. We might be able to go yes. that way. Just don't break the throne. Just behind it, you can. Uh, what do I see behind the throne? Uh, the throne is almost almost flushed up to the wall behind it. And there is just... Looks like they're using a different type of stones and st- stonework and mason work to block and seal this passage. Make an investigation check. <clears throat> how, how much time will Morgor look at the chair and the throne? Is it, a, is it more uh, of a quick overlook or is he get, taking his time? Probably two seconds. He just wants to know if he can smash it. Perception then. Okay. Eight. Eight. I mean, there's a, it's a stone throne that a king would sit on or queen. Who cares who would sit on it, I guess. And the stones are different colored behind the, behind the throne. Mm, I want to try and uh, like flip the throne. Okay, make a strength check. Natural 20. You walk over to the, to the stone where uh, Howard had seen that. It looks like it's like cemented into the ground. And as he kind of leans down, you lean over to squat. You grab part of the legs of the chair. And as you lift, you break the stonework that is holding the chair down. And you just topple it over it falls over to its side he's like I said not the throne okay (laughs) you see clearly the stones behind the throne look obviously different colored Mm. just like the stonework uh, on the walls look to have this nice standard gray but then there's this whiter almost like a limestone like um this whiter looking stone texture that is blocking almost like a path that has been sealed any moisture present in there are the walls wet make a perception check perception 24 azoth looking at the different color you put in your hand on the wall you feel that it appears to be cooler and almost it's a bit of a moisture that you can kind of almost sense with your shape water pulling from the opposite side of the wall alright I want to cast shape water then to uh, expand you- the water into ice to break the stone the water is on the opposite end, and as you expand the water, you can feel the water from just like the tether of magic. You feel this this sheet of water and ice on the opposite end of the stone. Visually, you all cannot see this. It's, can I just get it to like seep into the stone to then 
uh, expand it so it cracks the stone or breaks it. Wisdom check. Got a 12. You start to pull cracks of water through it as you are kind of grabbing the wall and pulling with your hand and almost like you're pulling the tethers of, of water through it. It's, this is hard and strenuous, almost like you're pulling a tightly, uh, almost like you're playing tug of war with a rope, pulling water through stone and just the faint cracks of molecules of just slowly weaving in. It's going to take some time to do this at a, on a large scale, but you're slowly okay. making progress. Probably take about a, I'd say half hour if you're going to do it this slow, unless you guys start to accelerate it by some means. Can I, uh, pull remus aside and yeah. ask him if he can use his eye to see any uh anything mechanical maybe there's another way through Where am i looking through anybody got through any the wall water? to see if there's any like mechanical way to you know move the the stones oh you mean like the door like in the hallway with the traps yes i'll take a look you're looking over at the door uh, at this wall, and you see, uh, kind of peering through it, this shifting of X-rayed lens. Uh, the wall is solid through. You don't appear to see any other mechanical levers changing it. It just looks kind of um, plastered up and over. It looks like white plastered stone is what it looks like. Uh, and it looks patched up and now that the water is seeping through you see some of the plaster and the stonework is starting to crack slightly it looks like someone tried to cover it up and the water is breaking it if anybody's got more water this would help me immensely i i do not i no longer have that right now can i can i look for some water did the ooze leave any water behind you want to run back and look for it I guess. Run back. Make an investigation check. Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> you go running, and as you go uh, looking around for water, you actually slip and land on your back in the uh, the rem the remains of the ooze. As you feel the burning away at your back, you quickly run, uh, roll over, uh, stop, drop, and roll style. Just kind of tumble over and get up and slick your back and. No water. No one else saw that. Good. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> All right. Can I All start right. just like taking the rocks off? Uh, the rocks are formed in, so you're going to have to... Oh, okay. You, you would have to try and find a way to kind of chisel it out and through and start to work and pull it out if you wish to. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um... I'll say roll a roll a survival check as you're kind of pulling and piecing out this and uh, trying not to let the wall cave in on you or cave uh, in and just kind of tumble 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 in. I'll say with, all right. I'll say with the with advantage as Azoth starts to carve out pieces too, saying like here, pull this piece here as he's uh, loosening it almost with like the fi- the as you're filing out the prison. The one of the bricks in prison is you're using the the toothpick or the toothbrush to file through with it. Is he's water bending it? 
so 14 again. Okay. You pull one one large block. It's uh, about 20 pounds and just wait. Ooh. Throw it off to the side. Grab another one. Ooh. Drop off to the side. Grab another one. Throw it off to the side. Uh, about 10 minutes or so, you have about a two-foot by three-foot window. You guys could probably crawl through. Let's do it. I crawl through. <laughs> Finks crawls up, hops over and into the room. Finks, uh, you are greeted by another chamber directly after this. And you see it is a large rectangular chamber that is surround that is uh, all that is has a lowered elevation that is surrounded on all four sides by a series of stairs stepping downward. And the center of it, there is a pedestal with an altar. To the right, you see one doorway, one uh, door like archway that um, is on the right. And on the left, you see another one. Beyond the uh, hall, you see there is a further or further door across the hall. Can I sneakily investigate the altar? Yeah, make a stealth check. Uh, is everyone else climbing through as well, or knocking yeah. out more of the wall? I'll hop through. If we can fit through, I'll go through. All right. 17 stealth. 17 stealth. Okay. Finks, as you slink off to one of the sides of this, the corners of this room, uh, you see that there are pillars that are that are protruding at um, in, uh, intervals, and you quickly slip behind one, hearing a voice whisp- uh, come out from the center. Almost done. Almost done. Five bodies remain. He'll be pleased. He'll be pleased. We can release him finally. We can leave this place. <sighs> Soon, soon, we'll leave. I know who this is. You hear and you see this cloaked, hunched over figure at the pedestals talking to himself seemingly. You see this, uh, just from the distance you see is his hands are this gnarly, grayed skin. They're bony looking, just ah. almost, almost. Right. Does um, this look like the same area that we were in before we started going up the tunnel? This looks like a different area, a okay. new chamber. Um, has the same uh, same pillar structure work as the as the chamber you are in, uh, apart from the covering of the wall that has been okay. different. Um, you all hear this noise, and more uh, more gore. You hear this raspy. Uh, elf, elf-looking individual, just hunched over, kind of creeped, just, ah, as he's talking about a uh, uh, a blood sacrifice. I, I, five more bodies. Enough blood is necessary. It's almost complete. One more night tomorrow when he comes back from feeding. I want to yell at him. Oh, okay. I say you. Old elf guy. Who's that? Get over here. You see here. this? 
the, the body does not respond, it just kind of perks its head up as you see these just you just uh big perception check. And you see the this cloaked figure just kind of look up at you. Uh six. Oh good. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just about a three and a half foot, four foot tall individual farther away and looking up at you covered in dirty robes and has a dagger in one hand and you see something greenish glowing in his other hand. <sighs> Doc coming up. What do you want? Friends, who sent you? I want to walk over to him and pick him up. As you walk over to him, uh, he very distinctly goes, stay back. As you see him kind of wave his hand to the side as there's a shimmer about himself. Mogor not afraid of puny wizard. I continue to walk towards him. Stay back. Big one. Uh... I'm going to what? hold my action in case he tries to attack Morgor. I'm going okay. to hold uh, two Eldritch Blasts. Okay. As you walk towards him, he's starting to step back. As you step down the stairs, this is a full chamber, and you have a flash of your of your dream again, and you see blood pouring, covering the floor. You blink again, and the floor that you're standing on, it's... It's not covered in blood. But this is the floor that you just had a vision of. Morgor. Who are you? I am Morgor, the tormentor. Tormentor, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Preparing, preparing his arrival. We will bring him to greatness. Well, Who? Will rise. The one, the king, the blood. Reincarnated. His I'll, word is law. I'll whisper over to Morgor. He thinks his blood king is better than Tiamat. I start to rage. <laughs> uh, with that, you actually uh, see him kind of turn into this cloud of mist. Big perception check as you rage. Looking for him. Would I have been able to fire off the blast before that or no? Make a dexterity check. Perception is a five. Just straight dex is 19. Straight dex is a 19. Mm -hmm. All right. He just slips out of it as you go to launch a blast. He gets caught up in his mist as he has misty stepped away into a different direction. Morgor, you look around furious. You don't see him. I'm going to let everyone go take a quick bathroom break as we come back for rolling into initiative as we decide what to do. Everyone that is tuning in, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to be back in just a moment as we let the players go take a break. Um, And I'm going to mute it.
and want to jump over to this. So, yeah, we'll be back in. I don't have one of those. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have anything played. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in five minutes.
go live. Do some shout outs. Thank you so much for people watching us right now live. You guys are awesome. Uh, thank you. Yeah, my uh, my wife is watching and my brother-in-law is watching. Hello, wife and brother-in-law of Morgor. His wife. Hopefully Morgor <laughs> likes wife hey, and brother-in-law. <laughs> wife, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where's his mini? Okay. So I will further describe as you come walking down the stairs, in the center of the room, there is this pedestal, this, uh, that the pedestal is in. Oh, where'd my pedestal mini go? Or um, not the pedestal is in. The uh, altar is setting in, lying to the ground and as you run down uh, closer to inspect it. You see there is a cropping in the ground, now that you're up closer, that comes up about a foot of stones going all the way. Oh, you can't see the chat. That's why. Uh, you'll see this in a moment. Sorry, guys. Have you ever wanted to play as a werewolf who knew about his condition? Then you can play as an a werewolf in Kaimon, the new game <laughs> by DCP Industries. Stay tuned for further updates. Oh no. <laughs> well, now I have to make that. So that is amazing. Yeah, I want to see the concept art. The uh, oh, werewolf. God. Just a werewolf with like glasses and a planner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get like the Metal Gear Solid exclamation point above his head. That's like, what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like I'll be talking to Tony and he'll just like send me like he'll say something like the one day he sent alien plant undead. And I was like, okay. So I like come up with something based off of like what he sends me and it's like, but it helps though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah just throw some prompts out there. I picture Seymour from little shop of horrors. Yeah. Pretty close actually. But with like more tendrils and like scaly scales. That's a cool battle map. Thank you. I've got people watching. I want to give them something to to look at. Just so you can see. The door over here. The door over here. You guys just came in through here. We are looking at. So there are two uh, doors behind. Also, we are looking at now. Okay. 
Sticks and stuff. Alright, just a reminder, Finx is hiding behind a pillar. Yep. Don't know which one. <laughs> Alright. There is... A battle cam. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Cam battle. You broke my map. <laughs> why, why do you keep saying that? Cam battle. Bat camel. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that. That right there. Moment. Oh my god, that'd be a great prompt for you. A, a bat camel. A bat camel. Yeah, you get that going. All right, I'll have to. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I was, wasn't expecting that, but uh, all right. Two wings, two humps, all terror. It's like oh, yeah. the more it, the more blood it sucks, the bigger its humps get. It's like storage reserves, like a mosquito. But what well, if it's yes. What if it's just a regular camel and then there's like instead of water in the hump, it's just a bunch of bats? Let's <laughs> <Butts> them out. <laughs> like unzips. Yeah. Guys, I'm gonna have I mean, enough for a fourth set by, by this this episode. Yeah, we want our own set. We don't want see, see what I do with see what I do with this players that are just pulling <laughs> stuff up and just making shit up, Jeff. I know. It's perfect. I love it. All right. Thank you, everyone that is now back tuning in. We got 10 viewers going in. Uh, let me see. Pull up who do we have actually watching live. I'm able to pull names, see people. How can I see who's actually watching? I don't know who's actually Two watching. Viewers. It shows users in chat. So. Yeah. Oh, there it is. We got ComTunes, Commander Root, DCT Industries. Uh, oh, duh. We have Gurley, Shadows underscore Sticks, Streamers underscore Area. And BlackRock Joe is still there. Thank you so much. We do have 30 followers. So at random, let's see. I'm gonna roll a dice. And we're gonna pick a we're gonna pick a winner. And I'm gonna roll a D10, and the one that is closest on the number down on my end is going to be it. Actually, you know what? Jeff, why don't you roll a D10 for me? All right. Are you doing digital dice? Yeah. Do you know how to do it in the corner? You could do it on Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you could do actual single corner. There's a little dice sigil. Oh. Symbol. Okay. We're gonna be giving away a mini pack that was provided to us by Jeff and DCT Industries. Ah, cool. Got one. All right. One. Oh, that would be another would be another TV viewer. 
Thank you so much. Another TV viewer. Uh, we're going to get you a mini. It's a pack of minis. Oh, here we are. We have a couple packs of uh, WizKid minis that you will be able to paint. Another TV viewer, uh, send us a whisper or a message to the podcasters underscore Twitch. Uh, let us know which one you want to claim. There is the multi-class cleric wizard. There is the multi-class warlock sorcerer. Or they have the uh, multi-class fighter wizard. So, oh. Another TV viewer. Send us a private message, and we're going to get that out to you. All right. Guys, I need you all to roll initiative. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Thanks for five, man. You trust those digital dice too, not too much. Remus, what you get for initiative? I got a 17 and I am also very hesitant at times to use the digital dice because of sadness. Mm-hmm. Howard, roll a, what's your initiative? Six. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Don't want you going too fast there. More gore. 10. Okay. Okay. All right. So at the top of the round, you see the hunched uh, the hunched individual that had. You don't know where he had went to. Um, being at the top of the turn, you hear a voice echo amongst the chamber: "Rise, rise! Help us defend, claim these ones. We'll use their blood for the ritual. It will be joyous." As you hear a. Crackling sounds of bones assembling and rattling. As my two minis, two mummies begin to pull up and crawl out of this pit in the circle. As you hear, as they start to climb out. Top of the round, Remus. Azoth, you're on deck. Howard, coming up. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to move. All right, so we got those two guys. Where is the sewer king? Make a perception check as you look around for him. 16? 16. You know what? The 16... You see the two mummies. You see the two mummies sprouting forth from the blood. And as they do, as uh, some of the blood starts to kind of split or splatter away, one smear of it particularly flies over and up and beyond the pool. And you see it hit a figure over here off to the right. Ah. Yeah. Thanks. Where did you want to be, by the way? Uh, just behind a pillar. I guess I'd be. I, I wanted to investigate the altar. So you tell me where it would be a sufficient spot for that. All right. So I'll say here. Let's go. Booze. Right here. Right here. 
you want to be chilling behind one of the pillars, you can have you chilling behind there. If you wish sure. to get, uh, if you want to chill, you can chill right here. If you wish to get closer, I'll let you click it closer and investigate on your turn. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go 30 feet towards the figure. All right. So be 10, 20, and all right. I'm going to throw a psychic dagger at it. Throw a psychic dagger at him. That's going to be a 15. Uh, as you pull up a psychic dagger and kind of conjure it in your hand, Psylocke style launching it, you see the dagger hit his body and it starts to kind of disapparate as it is, uh, <clears throat> as, as it's almost blocked. And just barely with your uh, with your arcane eye, you can see there's a break in this magic armor that's emanating around his body as the dagger uh, slides in between where the break is and just hits him in the shoulder. Roll some damage. Mm. I'm sorry, what was that? Did you say roll damage or? Roll damage as you just okay. hit him. Yeah. Um. That's going to be four damage. Okay. Four damage. Um, second dagger is going to be 19. Okay. That also hits. Four. Following up the backhanded dagger flies at him. Seven damage. Seven damage. Uh, okay. He's looking, uh, he's looking sort of hurt. That's it for me. All right. It's looking a little hurt, guys. Up next is Azoth. Howard here on deck. Finks, you're coming up. Morgor. Where am I at in the picture right now? You're ready. Uh, you are right here. Wish you right, how, to be somewhere different? Let me know. How far away am I from where Remus is? Be uh, five feet, 15. 20, 25, 30, 35, about 35, 40 feet from Remus. Okay, cool. I'm far enough away then. Um, I'm going to cast... Uh, I would have seen what Remus was doing and seen some sort of reaction from his psychic daggers, knowing that there's something there. Yeah, there's a, there's a barrier or heightened armor, perhaps. Um, I'm going to cast um, second level... Uh, actually, I'm going to cast a third level ice knife. Third level ice knife. Yeah. Ice knife. All right. Is that a save on my hit part or is that an attack uh, roll from you? It's an attack roll. It says I create a shard of ice and fling it uh, on a hit. Okay. One d ten damage, piercing hit or miss. The shard explodes. The target and each creature within five feet of it needs to save on a dexterity saving throw or take two d six cold damage. All right. Rake an attack roll to hit. All right. So let's go with. Let's see. You see Eight. spatterings of cobweb. Uh, Eight. As you throw the dagger, uh, kind of conjuring it and trying to mimic Remus, you throw it uh, in the direction of this uh, hunched sewer king of you, as you all have been kind of dubbing him. And the dagger overshoots him, flying over his back. Uh, as it does, you see the miss quickly uh Pull your, pull your hand into a fist and you see the dagger 
explode in behind behind him. Uh, as he takes, oh, he failed that saving throw. Roll damage. Two d six. So we've got. Let me pull that up here. Seven cold damage. Okay. Got it. What else? Uh, is that your turn? Uh, yeah. All right. Howard, you're up. Finks, you're on deck. Morgor. Okay. Soon. Um, let's see. Hold on. Is that... Um, all right. Um, I'm going to move uh, behind Remus if I can, as much as I can. The okay. mummies haven't done anything at this point. They're just wallowing in the blood, right? Or whatever it is. Yes, they're 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 rising, and Morgor, you being so close to them, you see these mummies rising, and their their uh, wrappings are coated and thick with blood, <clears throat> similar to what you had seen. These individuals look different, though, not specifically who or what you had seen, though. All right, cuckoo. Um, so you're getting thirty five feet or thirty feet. Uh, thirty feet. 30 feet. So be 10, 20, 30. Wait, hold on. Um, more diagonal if I can. Oh, more diagonal. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. 10, 20, 30 or 30. Uh, move one more to the left, I think it is. No, I'm you sorry. know what? Hold, hold on. I got an idea. Oh, I got an idea for this. Here, I'll do the laser pointer. Nope. <laughs> Wait, I don't see it. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, so yeah. one west then. There we go. All right, cool. Um, and that should be within. Is that within 25 feet or 30 feet of... First of all, do I see what Remus is attacking or no? Having him throwing a dagger, I'd say yes. Do you see where he is? Then I will try to cast um, in front of what I perceive is like where he's at, Flare. He has to make a constitution saving throw. He's good at those. Constitution... Ooh, not the best, though. This one is a fail. Nice. Uh, 15, so he becomes dazzled for one minute, and his attacks all have disadvantage for the next minute. Okay, good to know. All right, I'll say Let me just kind of decorate this a little bit more as there's more webbing over here. Spots over there. Okay, you see him currently uh, dazzled. And there are the uh, lights, these uh, glowing yellow images, Remus and Howard, you will see, start to appear in front of the uh, hunched individual as he starts to kind of wave his, his face away from them. They are kind of circling his head, almost as, like a, in a, as a crown shape is uh, circling him and kind of flashing in front of his eyes as it's blinding him. Not bad. Thanks. 
All right. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a change of plans here. So, okay. Um, I'm going to move in like the triangle center position of Howard, Morgor, and Azoth, if I can get there. Somewhere between that triangle of friends. 10, 20, 30 feet, or are you 25? 30. 30? Start yeah. to get close. All right. That'd be good. So as long as I'm within 30 feet of those three, I'm going to cast the Blessed Spell um, on them. So the three of you, Remus, sorry, you got to get left out here. Um, get 1d4 on your attack rolls. And I believe your saves too. All right. You guys all hit blast. You add a d4 as well, and that's your to hit or your to save. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Very nice. There we go, Cleric. There we go, Cleric. All right. Anything else? Um, no. No? All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, it is now Morgor. What are you doing? All right. So <clears throat> we got two mummies here, and then that wizard guy. Did he disappear? Or, oh, he's over here. He is. He, he he had disappeared and done magic and kind of uh, misty stepped away. And his uh, you can see the rest of your party is now attacking in his direction. Okay. Let's see. Am I able to get over there? I have uh, plus 10 to my movement. Get. Let's see. 10, 20, 30. Yeah, you'd be able to get within melee of him. All right. I want to... Uh, well, first, I'd like to rage. Okay, so... <clears throat> you start to fall... Uh, have the smoke start to billow out. <clears throat> as you start to cough up a little bit of ash and... <clears throat> As it starts to pour out and that, that uh, dry ice just drift down, cascading down your chest. You can almost feel the burning of the red dragon uh, tattoo just kind of almost have that raised impression as your body begins to rage and uh, become angered. All right. You running over? I'm running over. You run right up on it. You run up the stairs. You're sta hulking over him. There is a dark-skinned, uh, dark gray-skinned elf <sighs> just kind of hunching up and <sighs> staring at you with his dagger. You see it is dripping now with his green uh, ichor. <sighs> All right, and I'm going to attack him. And uh, I want to use a couple charges on my oh. okay. chain axe. Got it. Um, all right, so I'm rolling a bunch of stuff here. <laughs> all uh, right, and you get that attack. attack. <laughs> okay, and then so you roll the, roll the attack. Okay, yep, and then the d4 is added to it. Yep, yep, okay. Uh, so 26. Yeah, that hits. That hits. Okay. That hits. Um, now let's see here. So damage. Plus 4, 12. Plus 2. 
14. And then because it's my uh, first attack while I'm raging, I get the plus D6 uh, damage. That is that is true. That's accurate. Let's see. So 18. Total? Total. Uh, is that with the charges? Oh, no. Uh, so I would like to spend three charges. Earn three charges? Add that yeah. many additional. Okay, so uh, 21 then. So as you come running off, the smoke is billowing. There's almost this trail of just brimstone kind of emanating from him as he's running. Uh, the part, you all look at this, gra- this red dragonborn individual sprint up to this uh, the hunched in, uh, cloaked figure pulls out the great axe and as he pulls it up swinging for the first cleave you see him kind of uh, <clears throat> great uh, rake his claws down the handle as it <clears throat> brings it down carving into the shoulder of the uh, of this of the cloaked figure as he eats the damage it's like oh successful hit damage is dealt he looks rocked as he's <sighs> you won't be so lucky again. So I get a second attack, right? Two yeah, attacks per action? You do okay. get two attacks per action. Uh, 22. Yeah, that hits also. That hits. Okay. Uh, now I... Now it says while I'm raging, the first creature I hit on each of my turns. So this would be the six. This would be this. This would be the first. That first hit was that last one. Okay. So you would apply the damage to that. Okay. And what are you applying? Oh, that was just that bonus radiant damage. Okay. uh, uh, So then that, and then do the charges are are they still going on this one or no? Uh, the charge, the three charges have just been burned for that strike. Okay. Um, so 17 damage on this one. This one, again, you uh, bring down on the second fashion, swinging it around to his, uh, <clears throat> to his rib cage, <clears throat> lodging the axe in, <clears throat> pulling through. You see the, the dragon teeth carved through his uh, ribs as this open, gaping wound. <sighs> Make a perception check as he snarls at you just angrily as he's kind of grabbing at his side. Uh, 14. You notice that he smells like utter garbage and death and just rot and rotting flesh. Uh, and as he looks up at you, you can see his smile has a bit of a fanged look to it in his, in his smile. Hmm. Okay. To- with two of his teeth being right up and right up in front of him. Um, I think that's all I could do right now. Right. That would be that. Would, um, bonus action, rage attack other than backing away and getting out there. That'd be it. I'm going to stay in. Got it. Perfect. Okay. It's now the mummy's turns. 
They're going to use their, how many feet of movement they have? They have 20 feet of movement. We use uh, half their movement to get out of the pit and then get 10 feet close to Rebus. This one's going to move up, get out of the pit, and move 10 feet over towards Sphinx's direction. Um, going to use the rest of their... Yeah, they're going to use actually, you're going to burn all, burn its action to get the, to get full up onto you. It cannot get away though, but you uh, see Finks and Remus, you both see these mummies pull out of the pit. The hand, the one's hand is just being dragged to its side as it's hunching its way over you. And um, with the remainder of their turn, they just both get up into your personal space. Top of the round. Uh, the, the individual looks up at you. Uh, <clears throat> Morgorn goes, you're strong. You're full of blood. You'll be pleased. You will, you have the blood for two. You have enough for two people, I bet. As he swings his dagger at you, trying to poke you with it. That's a nat 20. As he stabs you, does one point of piercing damage I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me okay you added a d4 to saving throws as well oh okay yes. 25. All right. You feel this this uh, stick of paralysis start to overcome you where the dagger grazes on your shoulder plate. And as you start to feel stuck, there's this burning sensation in your arm, almost like you've it's irritated a uh, sore uh, of like a bug bite. And as you burn, you see the, the flame, the internal like flame come from you. Just push it off. Hold on, Anthony. Before you go through all that, this is supposed to be a disadvantage from the flare. That is. That strike didn't happen, but there's still a bit of the poison (laughs) on the tip that drops on your body. You feel there's a locking motion and you just kind of brush it off and just... He's going to bring a, a second strike at you, Morgor. Okay. With disadvantage. Disadvantage. Oh! That is... Oh, that'll be a... 20 to hit. That hits? All right. Um, that hits, and I need you to make another constitution save for me. All right. This time, uh, if you did calculate that one point of damage, just add three damage, three piercing damage onto this one as he pokes you with this dagger, making contact this time into the wound that he had just grazed and kind of marked. He's now stabbing into your forearm. Uh, So this one, I got 16 for the constitution safe. All right. As you go to 
uh, pulse your draconic fury into your arm a second time as you had just previously done. There's a moment that you feel okay and then your left arm just begins to go numb. Not yet, but your left arm is slightly numb. Good thing Morgor is right-handed. Exactly. <laughs> Um, with that, he is going to use a bonus action to, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Um, yeah, he's going to go and bonus action and Missy step away from you. And, uh, one, two. He's uh, 30 feet. I'll say you can see uh, to your left, the cloaked individual reappears close to where you had first seen him uh, standing by the the altar. And uh, top of the round, Remus, Azoth on deck. What are you doing? Um, I'm going to... Because I believe if I'm counting the tiles right, I can get to him within 30 feet. So be so be one, two, three. Yeah, you can get over to him, but the mummy is right next to you, so the mummy will get a strike. Bonus action, disengage. (laughs) You quickly barrel roll out of from underneath the mummy and wrap around him and are you running up on the little individual dude yep i'm gonna hit him with my rapier i'm running right up to him make an attack roll as you bring down the strike dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. don't fail me now dirty 20 nice as you stab him in his uh in his left shoulder where he had previously been hacked at by morgor's first uh axe swing you uh, stick into his shoulder and twist it, deal some damage. Yeah, seven damage. Okay. Not bad. And that's my turn. All right. Nice. Um, okay. Azoth, you're up. Howard, on deck, then Finks. Um. I'm going to stick to the, the shadows or the perimeter of this uh, chamber since I don't want to deal with the mummies and I don't think they've noticed me yet. So I'm just going to go uh, east and then south towards the uh, uh, actually, yeah, east and then south. Just staying as far, like basically pressed up against the wall. Okay. You know, kind of just like sticking that way feet. as far as I. Uh, yeah, I can move. Um, got ten, uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty feet over here. Another ten feet or so. All right, I'll move. I'll start to move around the corner and head south. Then. Okay, I'll say you'll be able to get to around here. Okay, that works. Start to proceed down. Uh, you have these. This right here is a column of stairs going down. So there are stairs now in front of you. You're at the top of the stairs looking down uh, if you want to go that way in your next turn. 
Yeah. Uh, do you want to do anything else, or are you just going to burn all your? Are you going to burn your action to double movement? Can I burn my action for double movement just to stay yeah. and yeah, stay in the shadows because I do get um, uh, I do get uh, mask of the wild, so I can okay. kind of hide and stay hidden while I'm still in the shadows. Make a stealth check. I will do. Uh, 10. 18. Okay. Uh, let me see. All right, you're fairly hidden, you feel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're fairly hidden. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Howard, your turd thinks you're up on deck. Morgor, lining up. Okay. Um, I'm going to move backwards 20 feet. And I'm going to wind up almost like a pitcher getting ready. And I'm just going to chuck one Eldritch Blast out of the mummy towards Sphinx. Got it. Make a tackle. Yep. Uh, that is 14. I believe that hits. Yeah, that hits. Okay, cool. Uh, that is 13 points of damage on that one. Okay. And the other Eldritch Blast is going to go towards the other mummy. Okay, make an attack roll for that one. All right, and that is 19. That also hits. Roll damage. Uh, that one, not so much. Six points of damage. Okay. They look and... hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to do? Uh, that is my turn for right now. Okay, cool. Finks, what are you doing? More goes right. on deck. Um, Finks is going to take advantage of the uh, Eldritch Blasts going at the mummy in front of him and <coughs> did bonus action disengage to the west. And then I want to... Um, I'm within 30 feet of both mummies, is that correct? Yeah. All right. Um, he's going to take out his, his shield with the, the inscribing of the moon on it and just kind of you know bang at it and do a turn undead. So they must make wisdom saving throws of 14 versus that. The one next to you does not uh, seem to be affected, but this one as uh, the boom, pounding of your mace on your shield emanates. <laughs> There is a uh, running motion that this one begins to kind of turn into or turn to be uh, scared of. Okay. So just a reminder, it will always basically do nothing but run away from me. Um, and then that goes on for one minute. Okay. Um, and then I want to use my movement to... Can I get closer to that altar? I want to see if there's anything that was left on there. Specifically looking for the book. I'll say with the remainder of your movement, you can get as close as up to the uh, pit of like the pool of blood. That's fine. And uh, be able to get around on your next turn. Okay. Too short. Can't see. Um, it's you're bright. You're, you're roughly over the pit, but the pit is uh, 20 feet uh, in di- in uh, width around. Okay. So you're kind of seeing over it. It's you're a shorter goblin. Um, unless you don't make a perception check, though. 
to see what you do see. 19 plus 3, 22. 22. Um, you do see there are... So what languages do you... What language does the Sphinx know? Common and Goblin. There are weird markings and smatters of blood and tufts of fur all over and scattered in remains as this pit is has this thick uh thick uh strandy uh stale blood stains and it looks it doesn't look thin it's like if you were to like try to swim through this it'd be like muck to swim through this pit as you're leaning up and looking into it okay okay all right more gore all right um Am I still raging? Uh, you are still raging. <clears throat> well, then I will attack. All right, give me a moment. Hold on. That's nice. There they are. There. So you're going to run over at the shorter dude, or are you running over to a mummy? Uh, is the short guy still there? Short guy is out of the screen. Oh, oh, Harold. Spike okay. rage. He wants right to there. Follow the mage. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack the uh, the little guy. All right. So you run down over to him, make an yep. attack roll. Uh, do we still get that plus four on it? Yeah. Or the D4? Yes, you do. You know yeah. I mean? Is uh, Bless Concentration? Yes. Or is it just yes? Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, 18. Yeah, 18 hits. 18 hits. Um, okay. But hold on. Actually, does 18 hit? Let me see. I can't remember. Do I have this prepared? Yeah. Uh, as you bring down the second axe, uh, he raises his... Uh, left hand up and this glowing uh, skull in his hand. He starts to emanate a shield-like effect, and as your blade comes down, it bounces off. As he goes, <laughs> just okay. a few more rounds of you, and then you'll be down. I'm going to attack um, one more time. Bring another attack on it. Uh, 19. Oh, wait. I gotta roll the d4. 23. Yeah, that hits. Bring this one down. Okay. And forget, do I do the bonus? Um, you would roll the the, uh, what bonus? You'd roll the uh, d- the dice that are next to the sword, next to the great axe. Uh, do I get the divine fury? The while raging, the first creature you hit on each of your yes. Turns? Okay, this would be this would technically be the first hit. So as this one breaks down through the shield that he has kind of conjured on his arm, you break through this. 
so 12 damage. Sorry, 15. Okay. 15 All damage. right. Not bad. Not bad. Slowly adding him up on this. Is it, uh, you come down at his, you uh, bring the first one down on his arm. He blocks this away. You swing your, uh, your axe over to his side again to mimic the second strike as you had done prior. And as it makes contact, you're him kind of, uh, uh, respond in pain as a small kind of gurgling chuckle comes from his throat. Uh, you do some damage. You rip the axe out of his side of his body. <laughs> you see the little tethers of flesh hanging from your axe. Just shake it off away. You see it stained in this dark purple, uh, thick black looking blood. It's coating it. All right. All right. Okay. Anything else you wish to do on your turn? Nope. Okay. Up next is, ooh, these two. All right, so this one was not affected. You think running in that direction is going to make him go this way from you. He's going to go 10, 20. This one is going to turn back and walk, run 20 feet back over to you. And he's going to try and just kind of paw and uh, smack you. With his uh, rotting fist. As it is a... 15 to hit. Uh, no. No. He paws at you. And just you get pounded in the back of your uh, shoulder. As this big club of a hand cracks into your, uh, <clears throat> into your back. You kind of look around and glare at him. Not taking damage. And as uh, he stares at you. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as his eyes flash. Uh, does an 11 save? It just does. Oh, good. You feel this curse start to come over your eyes and you blink and you uh, look down at the symbol of the moon tucked on your, uh, one of your, one of your uh, <clears throat> necklaces and it kind of just purifies your vision as you look up at him unaffected by his gaze. Can I can I take out that black dagger and say, you can't curse me, and then put it back away? Yeah. Uh, you are immune to, the, to, the gla- uh, to that glare for the next 24 hours. Awesome. And top of the round, is this uh, is his turn? He's going to look over at you now, Remus. Go, <laughs> bring the bodies to me. I'll line them up. I'll be given... Much, much thanks. As he throws a stab at you. That is a... Ten to hit. Does not hit. As you duck away, uh, just missing the blade, you've been up close and fighting dagger, dagger style. And uh, you, you quickly just shift off balance your weight and reposition yourself as he brings up a second strike at you to kind of stab and jab at you as you had done it to him. Ooh, that was an 18 to hit. That will hit. Awesome. You take three 
three points of piercing damage, and I need you to make All a right. constitution saving throw. Oh, jeez. <laughs> three damage. Side die. That's going to be a 15. There is a moment that as you had bounced back from the first uh, first attack and recentered, you had been stabbed right in your um, uh, right below one of your uh, chest plate armors. As the dagger pulls out, you see it coated with blood, and there's this green slime on it. As you begin to wonder, what the hell? Oh, your chest starts to just begin to grow numb. And breathing slowly becomes a little tighter for you. And with that one, he is going to back out and run away, uh, which would give you opportunity attacks to both of you. Oh, yeah. With the Sentinel. Right. I'll try. We'll see if it hits. Uh, 16? It just hits this time. The shield... Woo! The shield on his a shoulder wearing off. Um, he is... Ah, as you come in and stab him with a sword, you stick him in place, catching his robes and pulling it out and uh, cutting uh, his leg. Deal some damage. I got six damage. All right. Slowly adding up. Hit him with a Morgor. Top of the round is Remus. <laughs> or does, not, does Morgor get an attack? Oh, Mor- oh Mor- I'm sorry, Morgor. No, you do get a reaction also. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. As you both uh, just... Uh, <laughs> am I still raging or no? Yes, you would be yeah. raging still. Okay. All right. Uh, so make an attack roll. Mm-hmm. Natural 20. Oh, yeah, that hits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that hits. All right. And 16 damage. Sorry, 18. 18 damage. How do you want to how do you want to kill him? As you bring in the axe, swing it at him as his his robe and his foot are stuck. Uh, jabbed into the ground from Remus, you bring the great axe carved with the teeth of the metallic dragons that you had hunted down and embedded. You bring it up into uh, this small individual's body. What are you doing to to finish him off? I want to slice right through his neck, and as his head comes popping off his body, I want to grab it and take a bite. All right. So as you... uh, they have this the smoke fuming out of your swinging it clink there is a precise clean cleave across the neck as the body drops in front of you remus off to the side still um stuck by your ra- uh, rapier the head is uh, pops up in the air morgor make a dex uh make a dex check as you just go to snatch at it Uh, let's see what my uh, 13. 
enough. As the head pops up, you grab it in the backhand. Tastes a little like rotten, rotting flesh. My favorite. There is still two vampires. There's still uh, uh, t- uh, <laughs> Jimmy. He likes it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's his. That's that was that. Ter- Remus, what are you doing on your turn? I guess. As there's I'm still <laughs> there's co- combat still happening. Those mummies don't die with him being dead. Um, I'm just gonna look at Morgor for a second, and then. I'm assuming we have like both have some of his blood splattered on us. I'm just gonna smile and nod, and then turn around and go towards Finks. Um, with my movement, you get right up to him. We'll say <laughs> easy right. enough. And then I'm gonna hit him with my rapier. Go for him. F- the the mommy, not yeah. Finks, right? Yeah, <laughs> correct. Are we? Are Finks, we- I'm gonna hit him. Remus, is this a flame? Uh, I'm, it, it works for me. It's not like advantage flank, but it's still uh, he's occupied, so I can he, hit him with my sneak attack. Okay, that is true. Yeah, frick. <laughs> As you very throw- misleading, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> um, I want. Things to make a dexterity saving throw. As a rapier comes out of the back corner of your eye, uh, hey, in what's the direction the of, of frick. I got a 20. Good. Can, I, can I redirect the rapier into the mummy? <laughs> was it a nat 20? <laughs> I like fix his arm. No, that way. Was it a nat 20? It, it was a yeah, nat 20. 23 total. Wow. Nat 20? I'll, I'll allow it. As the rapier comes throwing at you, you quickly just <laughs> elbow palm it. Just As the rapier goes right back into the mummy, roll damage. <laughs> Amazing. The D&D gods have had aligned. <laughs> yeah, there's now balanced. Oh, God. That's going to be 20 damage. Wow. Wow. Oh, you're going to sneak uh, attack me, Remus? Jeez. Yeah, that was coming in as a sneak attack damage. <laughs> 20 points of damage as you spear it through the mummy's arm. Pull out as the arm just... It looks over at you. Thanks, Sphinx. I'm helping. All right. Um, you anything else you want to do? Next time. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, that, anything that's it for me. That's it for me. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm more than happy with that. Azoth, you're on. Uh, you're up. Howard, you're on deck. Then face. So I see the one mummy in between the two of them. Where's this other mummy at? Uh, across the uh, chamberway, running. Okay. So I'm going to uh, run towards the mummy that is engaged with Finks and Remus. 15, 25, 30. You get right okay. up on it. Uh, then I'm going to cast a third level flame blade and attack it. Uh, oh, okay. So as you pull out a um, a uh, a piece of bark that you had found from the Feywild, kind of uh, look, you've been shaping it into the hilt of a sword, um, possibly to to whittle it as a gift for a uh, child or back in the tribe. You realize this is a moment of now or never, and unfortunately, it's no longer a toy. You grab the handle, a blade of flame conjures from it, uh, the fire bending and flickering its way up to form a sword. Make an attack roll with it as you bring it down across the mummy. 28 to hit. 
Yeah, that hits. That hits, okay. bud. Yeah. Uh, and then we will get seven fire damage. Seven fire damage. Let's see real quick. So you have raked this flame sword across its back as you see it light up and flames. The back is now on fire. It's looking hurt. Looking very hurt. All right, that's your turn. Yeah, I can't do anything else, right? I can back up a little out of strike range or no? Back up out of strike range, but it may make an attack at you. Oh, then I'll, I'll be fine then if it's not. Okay, I'm good. All right. Okay, uh, Howard, you're up. Thanks on deck, Morgor. Start thinking of what to do next. <laughs> All right, so seeing that they got that one mummy already uh, kind of dealt with, I'm just going to use my movement and my action to get up to the altar. Okay. And see if there is a um, no, like up on the altar. Oh, like, like on, oh, like on the uh, on like the um, like like right next to it, not like literally on top, but like right next to it. Like so, like so over this the the altar that's being read from, or like the the uh, the stone slabbed altar that's in the pit. Oh, um, there's a sacrifice table, and then the like sacrifice table, and then there's like a little pit that he was reading from. No, no, no. The the actual altar where he was reading from. Okay. Let's say what you were right here. So uh, it's a lot easier. This is so 30 feet, 30 feet. You get right up there with your action. I'll allow burn. Okay. Um, what are you trying to do while you're there? I'll uh, quick. I'll uh, look to see if there's a book or anything. No book. No book. Okay. No book. Empty altar. Empty. Or pedestal, pedestal. Uh, it's kind of more of like a pedestal altar, you know, okay. where there would be a book be placed, but it is gone. Um, yeah, guys, we're doing a little bit of a longer session. We're, we're having a nice encounter. Um, that's your turn. Finks, you're yep, up that's my turn. On, on deck. Can I disengage backwards to get onto those bricks, like kind of like on the, the rim? I'll allow it. Um, and then I'll do a toll the dead on the mummy. Okay. Oh, they save versus wisdom. Yeah, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Were the mummies the guys that shrugged off the Toll of the Dead, the necrotic damage? Do you remember? Remember something was immune to it. Oh, not- shoot. Um, all right, I don't remember. I'm not going to take the chance. I'll do Guiding Bolt instead. Okay. Does I'll a like t- 13 hit. A 13 does hit as you uh, point at it with your... Uh, how, how are you casting Guiding Bolt on this one? What are you doing? Um, just just through the, the wand focus. Okay. Nothing special. Just uh, pull a wand and uh, wand. you start to launch. This, and there's like these little disks of quarter crescent moons just Moon Knight style and batter, kind of like a Batarang Moon Knight uh, cool. Disc just flying and whacking into the uh, mummy. Roll some damage. Twelve. As you bring the mummy to its knees, it's looking to be on its last wrap. <laughs> mummy chokes. Huh. All right. Um, 
looking hurt. Looking very, very hurt. Um, can I use the rest of my movement to uh, get to the other side? Yeah. You'd be able to get to over the corner, I'd say. Not fully all the way around because you did have to climb up on it. Yep. But I'll take it. All right. Morgor, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to charge that other mummy that's running away. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. All right. Uh, as you begin to run towards this other, towards this mummy, you'll say, I'll say your left arm is officially numb and it goes limp. All right. Uh, At this point, uh, I will. I'll say, Remus, you're breathing begins a little bit tighter and it's kind of hard to stabilize and stand up straight. I'm going to switch to uh, one of my hand axes. All right. Grab a hand axe. Make the attack roll with them. All right. Uh, 14. That would hit. Roll damage. Ten. Oh, okay. That does ten damage. As you, as the mummy is running away, you come running behind it with your uh, left limb, just your left arm, just la- just dangling. You grab this uh, hand axe that's pouched off to the side of your pouch and just uh, bring it into his back, <clears throat> pull out, go for another strike. Yep. Uh, so eighteen. That also hits. <clears throat> bring down for a second strike. And that's going to be damage. Okay. This one, uh, you've cleaved, you successfully bring two strikes into its, one into its back, the second one cutting up at uh, its other arm that was dangling, and you slice it off. So it's now just kind of running along without arms. (laughs) Nice. uh, From you. Uh, Anything else? If not, top of the round. Nope, that's everything. All right, this one is going to continue to run through these doors and run into the chamber room uh, in that direction. This one is going to look over at you, Azoth. Can can I ask a dumb question? Yes. If so, it's it's currently on fire. Yes. Does it take additional fire damage for being currently on fire? And if so, is a uh, is a reaction? Well, go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, it takes two points of fire damage as they okay. kind of begin to lick up the back of it, and it is going to uh, being in melee. It's just going to swing a strike with its paw at you. To kind of like kind of club you in the face. That's a miss with a nine. 
Uh, seeing it swing just wide, missing you, it is going to then stare at you uh, with its eyes glowing bright red. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Can I close my eyes? No. Um, uh, we'll do... I'll say with advantage. Oh, I mean... I'll take a 25. Yeah. Uh, you, being used to this uh, glare, kind of take in and kind of shield your eyes a bit. The bit uh, of the the glare that just invade your your vision sight, you shrug it off, being used to it. You are resistant to the to the mommy glare for the next 25, 24 hours. Cool, cool, cool. It's turn. It's just going to try and run at Finks at this point. So it's going to move out of your guys' uh, combat. Heck of opportunity. Yeah, this thing is that did not roll a good one. Go for it, both of you, with the attack of opportunities. Um, can I? This is what I was going to question before. As a, a cantrip, I have control flame, where I can expand the flame five feet in any direction that it has a fuel source. Since the mummy itself, the wrappings is the fuel source, can I engulf him for more flame damage? Like, basically, like, if you're saying it takes two points, if I engulf it, like, fully, because it can go within a five-foot cube, can I, like, fully engulf him in flame? Make a wisdom check. And Remus, please roll your attack as he runs away. 14. Uh, 21. Do we, do we still get the... Uh, do I get the plus four on that as well, or no? Uh, yeah. Only for saves, oh. not for Oh, checks. saves. Not oh, for only for saves, not for checks. I, mean, okay, I, mean, I, check I got a 21. Okay, I mean, I'll say with, with the 14, Remus, you stab the uh, mummy as he begins to run away, do damage, yeah. as you see him <sighs> flare up in a ball of uh, flame as the wrappings begin to heat up excessively and catch fire, licking up the body as he is now looking a little bit like uh, that scene of, he looks like the guy from Anchorman was like, ah, running, just covered in flames. I got 10 damage, but because of Sentinel, isn't he just stuck between us now? Yep, he is now stuck and between you. I'm, I'm um, fire resistant, it's okay. I will say, roll a d6 for me, Azoth. How much damage you do, Remus? Ten. Okay. Four. For that D6. How you guys want to finish him with this with this <laughs> with this duo swipe? He needed he had 14 hit points left. Um uh, I'm just gonna shout out Toasty. <laughs> and I'll yell at Remus to get the marshmallows for his rapier. I'm going to somehow find a, a, a pocket marshmallow in the air, put it on the end of my rapier, and stab through this engulfed mummy. And as his ashes fall through, I pull out my perfectly toasted marshmallow. Say it's fair. It's fairly toasted. I think the it's curse is toasted. setting in. <laughs> <laughs> Which at this point, Remus, your right arm. Goes limp. Your sword ding, ding, clink, drops to the ground. Oh, my marshmallow. Um, actually, no, we're not fully out of combat yet, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
Is it my turn now? Technically, it would be your turn. So on your turn, you feel your right arm go limp. You drop your sword. Uh, I hurt. My chest and arm. Well, my chest still kind of works. I'm like breathing broken. But my, my arm stopped working. Um, I'm going to attempt to throw a dagger at the other mummy with my left hand. Okay. Uh, 14? Surprising, that does hit. Yes? You offhanded launch a dagger at him running away? Psychic daggers for the win. Nine damage. I'm picturing like Ace Ventura 2 where he's numb and he's just like... It's just kind of like... <laughs> so... It sticks the mummy in the back. <laughs> it's kind of stumbling its way a little bit. Since the the so my rapier fell out of my hand, I'm going to begrudgingly try and like flick my second psychic dagger at it. Just like whip my arm. So I I, I don't know how you want to call that. Attack with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just see me like, I'm assuming after I throw this, I'm just going to fall onto my good arm and like hit the ground. Uh, 12? Just hit still. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... Forgore... You see a purple dagger of just energy just carve across your vision, and you see it stick in the back of the mummy. You see a second one come flying out of nowhere, stick into it again. Four damage for that one as I fall to the ground and say, someone heal, help me, please. And as there is a thounding, you hear a second with the mummy dropping. Dead. Nice. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. just shouts down the hall, knife to know you. <laughs> Can we take away inspiration? <laughs> Don't worry. I still have it. I still have it for a rainy day, from a really bad joke I made weeks ago. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing, as Remus? You're asking for help, Morgor. You're starting to feel the same numbness come over your right arm. Um, can I medicine check, Remus? Run on over, make a medicine check. While they're doing that. How it is going to go look at the body of the dude and see if you can find like the book or whatever. Yeah. Uh, make an investigation check. Free stuff. Uh, looking over Remus, you're kind of patting him and you're uh, kind of like tap- clapping his face and kind of like, like looking in his eyes Ow. wide as, <laughs> Quiet, as you working. kind of. Remus, you begin to lock up and you are quiet. Unable to speak. As you're I, paralyzed. Oh, damn it. So like, I can't move my other arm or anything else now? You're, you are laying flat on the ground, paralyzed, looking up. 
I try and direct my eyes towards my, like, looking down at my chest. <laughs> and that's all you see is his eyes center at Finks and then down. And then... <laughs> but just um, the eyeballs. Is, it, is this looking. what happened to the, uh, is this the similar to the curse from last time we fought mummies, or is this different? Make it a, make an insight check. As you're trying to look over Remus and you start to see his body lock up and not know what's going on. 14. This appears to be something different. He is, right. and you're as you're looking over him too with the fourteen. You see this bloody trail coming out from underneath his armor, as there's this green slime uh, dripping out as well. Oh, I'm going to use. I'll roll my side die, but I'm going to use my psychic whispers as an action. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got everyone. Um, I, so I'm just going to be psychically shouting, the short guy stabbed me with his weird green dagger in the chest. I can't move. Can I cast Healing Spirit, third level? Real quick, Jeff, you look like you got like a parrot on your shoulder. That's a I, kitty. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, here, let, me pull up, let me pull up Healing Spirit. Uh, let me double check this. Jeff, <laughs> as you are, what are you doing as your arms go limp? Uh, getting angry. She starts getting angry. <laughs> himself to uh, knocked out. <laughs> you hear a voice in your head start screaming at you that he got stabbed by the short little guy. The voice is saying that? It's Remus's it's voice is shouting it in your in your head. Oh. You can still move. You are not fully paralyzed, but your arms are just dead armed. You cannot move your arms. <laughs> you are Ace Ventura. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. I just want to get mad and start flailing my arms around. Howard, is there a antidote or something on, on the corpse? Uh, I rolled a 16 investigation, so looking for a book, the dagger that Remus mentions, any kind of antidote that Finks is asking about. Okay, oh, one moment, just reading a spell. No, right now. I still have two of those red potions that we found Possibly. in the lab. Uh, if you want Azoth, make a wisdom check if it if this would work. All right. 21. It's worth a shot. You don't right. know for sure. I'll, I'll cast the uh, third level healing spirit then. All right. So as you uh, are, who are you healing? Uh, Remus first? I'm actually going to cast it in the space where Remus is, and I'm going to tell Morgord to come into this uh, area because my spirit healer is is going to be um i don't know uh uh, uh looks like a a transparent moon fairy i guess so to come Trans- into the yeah so just to come into this area where the fairy is at to to be healed hopefully all right okay I go into the circle all right uh, as this is happening how uh howard 
What was your investigation check? 16. 16. And you're looking over the body. What are you specifically looking for? Um, was looking for the book, but then also the dagger that Remus mentioned and any kind of antidote or anything that Finks might have been asking about. Okay. Your roll. You do find the dagger. You see it is coated and almost like it's oozing this green uh, slime coming from it. You see the on the handle, there appears to be a, a vial that has been inserted and slipped into the handle. It's um, so almost like on the blade, like where you'd grab it. There's almost uh, there's like a little pocket about uh, the size of a flash drive that you would plug into the handle that it would feed and fill whatever this ooze was. Um, that it is still kind of seeping out. Um, it is this slimy green. Um, looking over his body, you don't find anything that's specifically antidotes. You find. Two more vials of this green ooze. There are two vials of red liquid. There are scrawled notes with very poor, um, with very very poor write, uh, skill, uh, writing skill. Uh, it's just scrawled in uh, eyes of the rune keeper broken language because it's not specifically written in perfect in a in a perfect language so it's kind of broken is paralyze the victims siphon the blood wait till he comes is what you get from this and it's more of like a checklist of what he's got to do okay it's kind of just he has to keep himself in track uh i'm gonna yell out to thanks no no antidote over here um, but we need to drain his blood. Okay. That's what the, and then I'm going to hold up the, the notes. That's what this thing says. Okay. All right. Why do we have to drain his blood? Oh, I don't know. That's what the little dude wrote. Paralyze the victims, drain their blood, wait for whoever to show up. Yeah. I give Finks an idea. Maybe we can ambush and Finks knows how to look like this little man. Azoth. That'd be good. Hmm. As you are waiting for this, uh, as you are sitting down, kind of conducting and summoning this moon spectral fairy to appear and start to play this enchanting uh, lullaby of fae wondrous, of this little wondrous fae music that is reminiscing of those festive evenings back with your tribe. This healing uh, force emanates from within it. And think as Finks and Morgor, you do heal up your hit points as you should. You are unable to move. Still. Remus, you are paralyzed. At this point, Morgor, sit, uh, would you be sitting down next to Remus and kind of in the circle or would you be standing? Uh, I'd be standing. There's a moment that as you're standing, you find the feeling that you are unable to sit or move. And you being such heavy-weighted, it's very stoic of you just standing and just paralyzed in place. Hmm. 
Don't do what that stupid book says. Just give me some sort of red vial like you did Howard when he passed out. And let me move again. (laughs) I'm going to walk over and I'm going to give Finks one red vial to give to Remus. And I'm going to go over to Morgor. And I'm going to try to attempt to pour the other red vial down his bullet. I will follow suit as well. Okay. And uh, I guess uh, anybody who's coming into this circle now will also be healing. Oh, yes. Cool. Sweet. By the way, their hit points at least. Yeah. So, um, um, and I'm also going to like pocket the, the green vials carefully if I can. Um, make a slight of hand check as you start to pocket them. I'm not being selfie about it. I'm like just putting it I'm sorry. Uh, slight of hand for the, uh, for the delicateness. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is your uh, vial that has some kind of dangerous? Yes, yeah, the no. stuff if I threw at a Salander, hit him in the face. Yeah, he was really, 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 really good looking until then. Um, sleight of hands. I rolled a nineteen plus two, twenty-one. As you are carefully sliding it into your uh, coat pocket. There's a bit of a cut on your hand that you didn't realize. And as it's healing up, there's a bit of a film on the glass container lid that you had not noticed. And as you do pocket it gently, you feel a numb, uh, you feel feel like the prickled finger, uh, uh, pins and needles on your thumb as your right hand begins to kind of go numb. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <sighs> he's going to look up for your service, and he's going to take out his knife and try to cut off his hand. Make it a... <sighs> Make a strength check followed by a constitution saving throw. Okay. Strength check, uh, eight. Uh, Constitution, this is going to be very painful. Uh, Constitution saving. Don't forget your D4. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, 14. You don't have a strong arm. And as you feel the strength falling from, you're kind of starting to kind of numb the rest of your hand. You hesitate. You go into it. And as you start to cut through... There's a moment that it, you don't know if you can finish this and there's you're looking over at your friends for their kind of this, this strength and you're not finding it. And you look down at your, your cloak and the, you just see yellow instead of seeing red, you start to see yellow and finish it off. It hurts like hell. Make a perception check to see if you feel the numbing continue up your arm. Natural 20, so 24 total. You do not feel the numbing as it had stopped mid-hand and not reached and not reached your wrist. Okay. Can I pick up Howard's hand and cast spare the dying on it? I don't know if it's like putting the tooth in the milk. Sure. I don't know if that's a thing. That <laughs> keep rocks. it alive. It's gonna be yes. holding my stump as well, too, to like keep me from bleeding out if I can. Just stick and, it in uh, the healing circle. And oh, actually, yeah. Can I get my hand back real quick? It's like, yeah. I mean, at this <laughs> point, 
I rolled yeah, all they, for all my they, turns. I rolled all the uh, healing, and it's a total of thirty-one points to everybody who's in the circle. By the time it's all said and done, nice. Okay, thirty-one hit points. Howard, so are you reattaching the arm then? Um, with mending. Actually, are the hand? Uh, not yet. No, I know, I know. Not yet. Actually, I'm gonna have Azoth quickly. Uh, you can do fire thingy, right? Yeah. Harderize me. All right, I'll uh, use my spell slot for a level one. Uh, I'm gonna like hold on to something and like bite something. Yeah. This is gonna hurt. Second level flame blade, and I'll uh, cauterize his wound for him. All right. Your, twice. I'll just, I'll just... Your arm is a cauterized nub. Mm-hmm. You're holding. You do. You, you have the hand off to the side. I'm still holding the hand because I feel like the slime is still in there. So if I attach it, it's it's gonna basically re-go back through my body again. So uh, right. until I can drain it. And we'll pick up there next week, guys. I'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. As I make a note for myself to let me know who's currently paralyzed. Ugh. Lost left hand. God damn it. Did you back on upside down? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find you a like magic that. robot hand. It's like that Ooh. scene in Goonies. Hey. Yes. That you? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, guys, thank you all. Thank you, everyone, all of our viewers watching still. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Um, let me do a shout out to who is currently viewing. Um, I got the viewers. Can I see them? How do I view? I can. We got a 2020 BlackRock Joe, Comet Tunes, Commander Root, DCT Industries, FRW33D, Girly. I can't control it. Shadowy underscore sticks. Streamers underscore area and Yosefa, Yosefsa seven. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for watching in. If you've been catching us on Facebook, you guys are awesome. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, you know, please do check out us over on our Facebook page, Podcasters Tabletop Gaming, on Instagram, Podcasters underscore Tabletop Gaming. If you haven't yet, please hit follow on our Twitch page. Uh, so you know that when we go live, it'll announce and then you can make sure you're here next week in time as we will be doing another giveaway next week uh, as we see what Morgor has in store for the party uh, as they work through this bit of paralyzation, a uh, bit of para- uh, paralysis. Um, please make sure you do hit follow, like, subscribe. If you're tuning in and listening to us, thank you so much. I, I agree. I-, I-, I love everyone that's listening. It's Crazy that people will listen to us play D&D. But I'll say, if you're free Sunday nights, we go live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Twitch, podcasters underscore. Um, make sure you head on over, follow. When we hit 50, we're going to be doing a big giveaway. Uh, when we hit, we get those 50, subscri- uh, 50 followers on Twitch, a big, uh, we're going to do a giveaway for the uh, starter kit of uh, the Minds of Fandelver uh, from DCT Industries. And Jeff, thank you. Um, we'll make sure we do give that away to a, uh, one of the listeners that is watching in live. So please make sure that if you're watching in, you get to hit follow and uh, catch us here next week. Who knows? If we hit 50, we'll be doing a giveaway next week. You could be here for it. Um, 
apart from checking us out and watching us on uh, Twitch and YouTube and Facebook Live, please make sure you head on over to the network at BICBP-radio.com. we got podcasts for everyone as well. There's a lot of great content creators out there, a lot more in the works. Um, I'm also on a show called Chris and Anthony, Just Can't Stop. Check it out. Uh, my, uh, my co-host, Chris Chavez, got a lot of uh, fun projects in the works. Uh, it's a zany show where we talk about kind of anything and everything, and you're going to enjoy it. I, I do know that for a fact. You'll love Chris and Anthony, especially if you like us. Um, that's enough of me. Jeff, please let everyone know where they can find you at, how they can subscribe and follow DCT Industries. Uh, the best place to follow us right now is our Facebook, uh, DCT Industries Tabletop Gaming. Um, I've been posting on there a little bit more recently. Uh, there will be more posts coming this week. And keep an eye out for Kaimon coming later this year. And I uh, just want to say thanks for having me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for jumping in. Uh, we'll, we're going to see where the party takes you next week. Uh, I didn't plan for you to be paralyzed, but hey, it's kind of someone. <laughs> hey, it's, it's what it happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's all good. You not taunted me. So, uh, yeah, it's coming. Um, next player up, we're going to say Danny, let everyone know good people. Uh, you can follow me, Danny Chavez on, uh, Instagram and Facebook, Ratfink Arts, R-A-T-P-H-I-N-C Arts. You can follow Howard, our beloved warlock who now only can swim in circles, um, at Twitter at podcasters <laughs> H, uh, go follow him a lot. Uh, like I like to tweet throughout the week and sometimes during game night. So go check him out. Awesome. Uh, thanks. All right, you guys can find Finks on Twitter at Podcasters Finks. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Phoenix Forged. Um, we will be painting some Kaimon eventually. I have one right here. Cool little, we can't really see. It's in white, but I'll be painting it up in a nice. little bit. I got a couple more. I actually got that that dragon, but he's still supported. He looks a little weird. I gotta I gotta fix this print. But yeah, I'll be painting some Kaimon with Jeff soon. Um, so keep an eye out for those. Um, I don't think we really have any uh, particular color palettes in mind, so we might be getting weird with some stuff. So you'll be you'll be seeing that. Kaimon's more paint paint what you want, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's it no like you want to look. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be having fun with those. All right. Uh, Azoth. You can follow Azoth and his uh, quips on Twitter at Podcasters Azoth. And follow me on all other forms of social media at the Mark Seven One Six. The Mark Seven One Six. All right, and last but not least, Remus. Um, Remus and he's paralyzed. Uh, I'm Ricky Coates. I play Remus on Podcasters. You can follow Remus at Twitter, on Twitter at Podcasters Remus. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Not, I guess if you want to find me on Facebook, I don't know. Instagram and Twitter at Rick underscore Coats. Um, what else do I have? I've got news with Keep Flying coming up this week. I believe something this week is happening with the second pressing of the Survival EP for vinyl. So keep on the lookout for that. Uh, and actually, there's other stuff coming up down the road, which excites me to hear that things are potentially happening again for later in the year so keep on the lookout and thank you for listening and or watching i appreciate it well guys 
please make sure you do head on over, support our, support our players, as well as our guests, Jeff, and their endeavors through their bands, through their art. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe to all of them. Make sure you hit subscribe here. Make sure you hit subscribe to DCT Industries. And, oh, wait, get your D20s because keep rolling. It's a D20. That 20. Oh, that's, that is not a dice. <laughs> Is that? Uh, chicken nugget? Uh, that is a chicken nugget. Yeah. Oh, is that a Kaimon? Like 